0: You know what, this before we start the show, I just have to say, with not having my watch all week, I just feel like such a waste of time, everything I did, I was just like, am well, I'm at the gym, I
1: don't have my watch <laughs> on,
0: It's not recording all this activity, so I can look at it later and pat myself in the back.
2: That counts. It knows I'm doing that. What's that, sorry? It knows you're doing that, that counts, it's movement, it's a nice pack. pack. Oh, I
0: know, but my watch was here. I know.
2: But I'm just saying, like, if you want to pat yourself on the back while wearing a watch, that'll count.
0: Yes, but it—I don't know if that would count. Actually, it doesn't count. Like, it doesn't track it that way. Mm. I'm not too sure how it tracks your walking and stuff like that. Okay, but anyway, it's cleverer than us. We can't just we can't <laughs> just stand there or sit in a chair and move your arms or stomp your feet in the ground. It doesn't count. It doesn't track it. Really? Steps? Yeah. All right. Too clever for us. Okay. I mean, you could like run around in a circle in your living room. You're like, oh, I'm 50, 50 steps away.
2: But it recognizes the treadmill.
0: Yeah, it recognizes the treadmill. Hmm. Recognize... Recognizes walking around, obviously. Recognizes the bicycle. Recognizes... I don't know if it recognizes swimming, though.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't think it recognizes swimming. Do you, can you swim with it? You can it swim water? with it. It's waterproof. Oh, nice. All right. But... Uh, I think they're actually I'm thinking about it. I think there is like an app like a third-party app that you can use that will do swim swim stuff. But because the watch doesn't recognize it as swim, it you have to like do it as bicycling or something. Oh, interesting. All right. Anyway, this is good stuff for the show. Keep- I don't think it's, <laughs> it's I don't think it's good stuff for the show. Does it recognize podcasting? It doesn't recognize podcasting ah, as, as an bad. activity. Damn it. It's like everything else in the world. It doesn't recognize podcasting. Everyone and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick.
2: I'm Ian Boothby, and you know who we are. We're the two guys at the general store sitting around the pickle barrel. Okay, giving their opinions on the sure. world while they're playing a game of chess. All right, that never ends. Okay, for those guys, someone's coming in. They're trying to buy some corn mm-hmm. and some, uh, you know, uh, suet. <laughs> or whatever they buy at the general store, sure, yeah, something general. Molasses, and we're and we're all there. Hey, you know the problem with this town? And was yeah. like, oh boy, and they they know they got like at least a half hour of having to listen, <laughs> listen to to, to Clem and Dante. Well, uh, Clem and
0: Dante. Oh, it's that corner store. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think, think <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith wrote wrote the dialogue. <laughs> the Jeff
0: and Dante. Um, I think that. I do like that you've uh, given them a slight degree of sophistication, because normally they would be playing checkers, but you have given them a chess match, Mm. which I do like that. Well, one of them accidentally
2: ate uh, one of the checkers. (laughs) They thought it was a cookie, and so they had no choice. and They didn't want to waste the board, so yeah, yeah, they went with chess.
0: All right. Yep. Makes sense. Or does it? I like your shirt.
2: Oh, thanks. It's a a CBC logo shirt. Yeah. Unfortunately, underneath it, it says Circa Seventy four. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Not, knock that shit off. Just do the shirt. <laughs> we
0: don't need to know like what it dates from. Yeah. Because really, it's one of the greatest logos ever designed. And if you haven't seen it, look it up. CBC logo, circa 1974, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful logo. And the only reason they changed it is because, I guess, because we just demand change in our lives yeah. at some point. If
2: there's a graphics department. you got to get them to do something.
0: Yeah. And so... Someone else came up with an idea that wasn't nowhere near as good, but they went, well, you know what? We've had that exploding sea style for so long now that we might as well get rid of it. We'll yes. turf it in favor of something less, yeah. less good. I don't know what the logo is currently. No, no idea because it's nowhere near as iconic as that. And not just because we watched it as kids. I mean, that's probably part of it. that we It you know it was while we were in, in our Mr. Dress Up Sesame Street days the halcyon days i, I did, left out friendly giant because you hate jazz but uh those were the, like you know so that part is part of it obviously but i think also that it is such a great design like it's so appealing yet to this yeah. day
2: and i kind of grew up in the cbc like in my teen years so you know it, it feels like my high school uh flag <laughs> uh and yeah this was what it was uh back then uh, it was also for a while. It was easy to get these sh- type of shirts, but without the the words. Yeah. Because um, of uh, Scott Pilgrim, because he, wears, oh, he wears, wears it in one... the
0: in the movie. That's yeah. right. That's right. Just a, kind of a subtle. I mean, it's not very subtle. They do tell you it's in Toronto.
2: They really hammer that it's in Toronto. <laughs> it all takes place in the mythical land called Toronto,
0: <laughs> and there's some Toronto landmarks in it. But if it didn't say Toronto, I wouldn't know most of the landmarks that they show. Because they don't really show like the big landmarks, like the CN Tower. It's sort of like more sort of down market things like the, the dollar store kind of place. they go Yeah, it was to more
2: realistic Toronto. Like if you lived yeah. in Toronto, you don't go to the CN Tower. Yeah, you don't go to CN Tower, exactly. But you do eat a pizza outside of Honest Ed's. Yeah. So that all makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's also, uh, I I think it takes place in the same universe. This is just my headcanon. Mm-hmm. Uh, as that, um, uh, it, it was a Disney film that it was like a, a girl who turns into a red panda. Oh yeah, turning red. Turning red. Yeah. that's right. Because that takes place in Toronto as well. Okay, and has enough surrealness to it. Sure. That I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is the surreal the land of place. Toronto. Same place. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably that's probably true. Because I do remember seeing it at um, Marks Work Warehouse. Had them in their printed shirts area. And I did look at them, but they were like twenty bucks, and I was like, oh, "That's a bit much to pay for my nostalgia." <laughs> so yeah, I'd also I get, get I get a BCTV
2: one uh, from from that era as well if they were around, but they're not. Yeah, because uh, again, I was hanging around BCTV a lot, sure. not working there. But I just don't remember so what chose. it looked like then. It's kind of a flower, kind of like a a flower at the top of okay. BCTV. Okay. Yeah, like a like dogwood, maybe. You'd reckon maybe so you'd her, recognize it to see it.
0: That's her flower. Oh, okay. The dog would.
2: That was back when I was uh, watching like the Alan Thick show and the Don mm-hmm. Heron show, mm-hmm. and uh, would eat uh, in the BCTV cafeteria, which was a good cafeteria, and they just <laughs> let the public in. And often uh, across from uh, Corrine, from Corrine's Yoga, yeah. and I would think, she can do things. She is very
0: flexible, and she's having a salad. Of course she is. Yeah. It's on her it's on brand. Yeah. Makes sense. And back then, salads weren't good. No, that's that's the thing. She was really suffering for her art.
2: Yeah, that was like uh, 80s salad. <laughs> it's rough. It's not as terrible as a 50s salad,
0: but... When well, a 50s
2: salad would just be gelatin. Yeah, yeah. With gel- like a fish head in st- it.
0: <laughs> well, gelatin with vegetables in it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Not good. Not a yeah, good idea. And canned vegetables.
2: Not even good vegetables.
0: <laughs> I'm a canned vegetable fan, but... Are you? Because I grew up eating them, so I have no complaints about can, okay. canned corn, so it's fine. Oh, of course, canned
2: corn's fine. You can't screw up corn. <laughs> yeah. But if you're talking <laughs> Green like,
0: beans? I like green beans from a can. Do you?
2: All right. Oh, a yeah. bit too soft.
0: Yeah, see, that's fine with me. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't... Actually, when people complain about vegetables being overcooked, I'm like, what? what's the problem? I, I like the yeah. mushy. I like a mushy vegetable like a... You would
2: think, you would think I would, too, Not too a British though. family, Yeah. no, I'm, I like a crisp vegetable.
0: Not too mushy. I like a semi-mush. Sort more what I am at, but I don't want it to be. Cri- I don't like it crisp. I don't like it to feel like it just was slightly heated up in the on on the on the burner, and then you know, with it, like in a steamer or whatever. And I, I mean, I steam them, yeah. but I don't. Uh, I like. Would them you have boiled
2: uh, cabbage as a kid?
0: No, no, we didn't have. I don't think we had boiled cabbage. We we tended to have cabbage in the form of of rolls. And your mom would make cabbage rolls. I saw that you made some cabbage rolls. I did make some cabbage rolls. Looked really yeah, good. Bit. It Looked really delicious.
2: Yeah, it was uh, basically rice and uh, spicy sausage, and mm-hmm. put that. I, yeah, I'd never really made a cabbage roll before. Yeah, yeah, good. it was They're interesting good. to to do, like having to blanch the cabbage first, and mm. you know, uh, wrap yeah. things in, and yeah, it was a lot, it was a process. Yeah,
0: so um, good for Ukrainian. So when uh, you made it, you were wearing like a wife beater. Well,
2: uh, I don't think they call them that anymore, but uh, yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> Sure, let's go with that.
0: <laughs> sure, um, whatever. I I never called that either, but it just seemed to suit the description of the scene I was trying to. Yeah, to, all right. To evoke, um, yeah, I can't make uh, cabbage rolls because Lisa does not like cabbage rolls. Okay, because they have cabbage,
2: and, and Lisa does
0: not like vegetables.
2: Does she not like a slaw?
0: Well, slaw is raw. She likes raw vegetables. Well, that's cabbage though. But yeah, that's fine. But not cooked. Not a cooked cabbage with meat in it and stuff like that. Okay, she would say blah. So she
2: had it as a kid. It was cooked badly and it ruined it no, for
0: No, no, her. no. She just doesn't like vegetables that are cooked. Doesn't like vegetables
2: that are cooked. No. She so cooked like... broccoli. Ugh. Cooked carrots. Look. Really? Yeah. Raw, fine. Shall okay, eat... she never had pizza as a kid. I know that much. No, she didn't. What did they eat at her house? If they didn't have vegetables and they didn't have pizza, what would it just be? Well, they would, have, just... raw, they
0: would have raw vegetables. Like, uh, you know, just like raw carrots and stuff at dinner. And they had potatoes. She like She doesn't mind potatoes and things. She just doesn't like broccoli cauliflower those sort of things cooked oh huh. okay yeah she'll eat them in a like in a you know if you have like crudités you know like the uh, raw vegetables she's she enjoys that but she's not a fan of of the cooked version okay so much and she's been sort of mulling over becoming a vegetarian while at the same time acknowledging that it'd be very difficult for her because she did, not only does she not like vegetables she also really does not the hates beans so that if i make a chili. And I do put beans in the chili because I like beans. I like beans myself. Uh, when she's finished, there'll be a, like a, a carefully curated pile of beans beside the her hmm. bowl. Yeah, she does not. Does I'd not be like curious her.
2: if it was a bad experience as a as a kid.
0: I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just
2: because it sounds like that's what it is. If if it's you know, it's I mean, she's full on texture situation. That's probably the. It's usually the parents made the bad thing. Oh okay. They went. ugh. I was me and spaghetti. My mom made terrible spaghetti, okay. and so I was off spaghetti. And I still, you know, if I have a cha- choice of pasta, yeah. I'll go with spaghettini, I'll go with laguini. Uh, <laughs> but if I see, like, spaghetti, it just, ugh. Oh, really? Yeah, it just immediately huh. takes me back to bad sauce. Interesting. Uh, By the way, the rest of my family liked the sauce,
0: so it was just me. It was just you. <laughs> it was just me. <laughs> it was just you and your your texture issues. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. It might. It could be. I don't know. Her. Her mom was a good cook, though, so I don't know. I don't feel like she was an overboiler of vegetables or anything. Hmm. And, um... Yeah. And, I mean, she doesn't like them in a restaurant. She doesn't like them... Just doesn't like them. Okay. Like, I'll eat her vegetables at a restaurant. Hmm. If we get a, you know, like a steak or whatever that has a few carrots or whatever on the side.
2: So what would be a vegetarian meal that she'd go for? She'd be down with That's a very
0: good question. I don't really know.
2: All right. Some fried tofu.
0: <laughs> I mean, She does not like tofu either. Oh, for God's sake. So, um... This yeah, is rough. I think she just have to go. She have to become a fruitarian, probably. I think just do fruits.
2: How's she on fish?
0: Uh, she likes fish.
2: Okay, well, let me recommend pescatarian. Then. <laughs> I guess
0: I don't like fish, so she have to make it herself. I guess I, mean, I can't. I can't deal with that. All right.
2: Before you went deal. on the fishing boat, did you not like fish?
0: No, I never have liked fish. I don't mind fish and chips. Like I like a white fish. Okay. But I don't like salmon. And I don't like. Uh, I and don't. was
2: this a childhood experience that you just had
0: bad fish? And I don't think I had bad fish. I just don't, I don't think it tastes good.
2: Yeah, but n- no. I mean, this is the thing. It's like, to me, this is always like a kid. I
0: don't think you, you can blame everything on how you I look do. A kid. No, I
2: actually do, because I think, like, for the most part. But if some kids people are... have
0: tastes or eh. taste things in a way they don't like things, like there yeah, are maybe. people who are super tasters but who don't, much don't like But
2: Much more likely is as a child, you have a certain experience with a food. Yeah. And that puts you off the food and then you don't like it uh you know as a as an adult that's usually the case it could be if kids are exposed to a wide yeah. variety of uh, of of foods you know it's uh, less so that an, an adult they're what you call like a picky eater yeah, yeah or you know really don't like 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 don't like everything of a texture sure is that's really a childhood something happened mm. and you know you're carrying that into an adult uh situation it's something you know. That if you choose to break, most people don't want to break their habits.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had salmon since I. Yeah, it's not for me. It's not my kind of fish. Mm-hmm. I don't mind uh, tin salmon. I don't mind like a salmon salad, but uh, just like a salmon, like smoked salmon, or or um, like just like a barbecue salmon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, not for me.
2: Yeah, they have. I think we have talked about this uh, before. But it was the, there was a book that was written that was like, French children eat everything. And it's, uh, it's a thing that they do, like in France, where, you know, a child will, will try a food and go, Ugh, don't like it. Yeah. And basically you get the kid to try the food like seven more times okay. until you go, okay, they don't like it. Yeah. But like the first time you try something that's different, you're going to reject it yeah. texturally or taste wise. Your instinct as a human, a survival instinct is yeah. this is poison get it out of my fucking mouth and quite often the parent will go oh he doesn't like da, da 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 uh but you know in france they just try it again and again and again and again and you just gotta take a taste of it and you don't have to eat the whole thing so you don't get that traumatic memory of i had to eat the whole thing that disgusted me uh and then you know often uh they uh they like it later
0: could be i don't know so I there, don't so like
2: so uh So Mary and Eve, did they not have vegetables because you guys didn't like vegetables and they Oh no, I I like
0: I like vegetables. Okay.
2: So it would just be on Lisa's plate, no vegetables. Yeah. And on your plate, no fish, or did you never have fish? I just didn't cook fish. So do they do they currently They they like fish a lot. Okay, but they've discovered fish Outside of, the oh house. yeah, they had to do it on
0: their own. Okay,
2: they're much. They more... learned it
0: on the streets. They <laughs> had to go on the streets and okay. discover. Had to buy it from that guy who has like it in his jacket and holds it open. Has a fish hanging right. inside his overcoat. The monger. Psst! Hey, I got a fish for you.
2: Yeah. Hey Ernie, do you want to buy an eight? <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I uh, think.
0: I think actually the reason that I don't eat fish is so that whenever people offer it to me, I just I can just say sorry, it's not my poisson. Ah. So that's the only reason, just so I can make the dumbest pun possible nice so it's worth it <laughs> i've been living, dining off it for it's, years it's
2: worth not eating most of the food in the world <laughs> just for that yeah yeah
0: i mean i do i like i say i don't mind a white fish like i like haddock and cod and halibut i just i just don't there's other ones i don't like like salmon is just, just not for me
2: yeah we had bad salmon when i was a kid yeah for sure yeah that, I, well, didn't, didn't, I, like I didn't like i say i don't think we had either.
0: bad salmon my dad is a good cook like a good barbecue we had barbecue mm-hmm. we had fresh barbecued salmon because my grandma was a she loved to fish, and they she often go out on the old salt chuck and uh, and catch salmon.
2: Yeah, we'd have uh, we'd have like. Her a own fr- smoker. Fresh, fresh caught trout. Yeah, we would get. Uh, yeah, I don't better. like trout. Really, trout's not a. Yeah, good fish no, food? I don't like trout. Okay, no. well, you don't like fish. Yeah, I totally. so you're the bad person for trout. <laughs> bad person. You're for a bad trout. judge of trout. Bad,
0: like, bad. Uh, I'm a good judge of trout. It's not a trustworthy one for other people, I guess. But uh, yeah, you've
2: never had like a swordfish steak.
0: Nope, I don't think I've ever had a swordfish okay. steak But see, that's not something that you get in a restaurant And I don't want to spend like $35 or $40 For something that I might not like that much We
2: need to go to Halifax <laughs> it's Cheap cheaper, there, that's cheaper, the thing the cheapest dirt. That's where I got hooked on uh, mussels Was, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. you know Here mussels are like, oh, so pricey mm. And over there it's just like, oh, it's so cheap so, and also really good yeah. there. So, you know, again, uh, that's another lesson is like, eat the food in the place where the food <laughs> should be eaten. Don't, you know, I tried sushi. Where are you from? Saskatchewan. Well, no shit. Yeah. Of course, sushi's shit where where you are,
0: <laughs> you know. Might be one person striving to make it good, but,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah. You got to have the thing. I mean, but the I, thing. I like, uh, I like, I don't mind lobster. I'm not a big fan of crab. I like, I like uh, oysters. I like clams a lot.
2: Uh, yeah, I can't have clams because I had a bad clam experience. Okay,
0: uh, yeah, clams are. Uh, I just had clam chowder last night, actually.
2: Yeah, we had. We had. Uh, we went to. I think Gabriola. But those aren't really fish. Gabriola Island, is that where it Sure, is it? Gabriola yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had uh, like clam chowder. That was the first time I had clam chowder. Okay. And we also had like, uh, yeah, we had clam chowder there. After- it was like a lot of clams that we mm. got. Mm. And uh, oh, so so terrible. Oh, it's really? Right? Yeah, it's traumatic. <laughs> it was like was these it little people? snail-like things in milk. Mm, yeah, and I think it yeah. turned me off uh, escargot as well because okay. I was like, it was so similar to clams mm. that I just
0: couldn't. Uh, es- escargot is pretty good.
2: It's weird that it's good, eh? It is, but that I mean, should not be. It's good. one of those things, though. That's like, good God, you would not eat a slug, and yet you would eat a <laughs> slug that has a house.
0: <laughs> but it's not just that; you would eat a slug that's been so covered in like butter. delicious ingredients, including butter, but garlic and other things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd pretty much eat a toe with that stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, I mean, I think good.
2: that's a situation with lobster too, which used to be what they fed prisoners. Yeah, you know, and then you know, but with butter, yeah, yeah. absolutely, soaking in like, uh, butter.
0: Yeah, I like lobster.
2: But I've, you like it soaking in butter. You you don't really have, like, lobster with no butter, right? I've had lobster
0: without butter, yeah. And? Okay. It's fine, yeah. All right. No problem. Yeah, because I was somewhere. Where was I? We just had lobster was there. I can't remember where it was now. Okay. But there was lobster.
2: But again, lobster is a good a thing to have when you're in the East. One, it's yes. just, not an arm and a leg. Yeah. And it's better. It just tastes better. I'm sure it is. You know? When people say, you know, uh, why is lobster so expensive, you know, here, you know, uh, well, have you ever flown from there? Yeah, well, (laughs) it flew the same flight. That's why it was there. One
0: time, uh, I'm sure I told this story in the show, but I'll tell one more time, which uh, Lisa's brother who worked at, still works at the airport. But in those days, he was part of the ground crew. So he was outside and stuff. And uh, this plane landed and they had lobster, but it was overdue. Mm. And so they had to toss it. So they just gave it away to the guys. It's overdue. And it's not bad. It's just yeah. that it's gone past its prime, you know, for restaurant use time. And so they just gave it away. And so uh, Mark, Lisa's brother, brought a bunch home and we had it for dinner and it was darn good. But that's the sort of thing that uh, when you first eat it, you, you'd like someone there to help you. Like, sure. Because you don't know where you're supposed to start or what you're supposed to yeah. eat of this thing. It's a giant bug. what if do you you're do?
2: at the restaurant, you're given a bib. Yeah. You're given a nutcracker. Yeah. Like, okay, what's
0: up? <laughs> what do you, where do you start? Yeah, where do you, you start, start? Where with do you a claw. Go? Oh, okay yeah where do you eat? can you eat the eyes? don't eat the eyes.
2: what are you doing? And yet you know if you're having shrimp for the most part, you gotta eat
0: the head yeah, yeah, like, Oh, yeah. the
2: head's the best bit, is it? <laughs> all right,
0: it's real mix real mix them up yeah there some... should
2: be a book that's mm-hmm. just called yeah. how to eat it yeah and and it's just like goes through all the different foods and it's like, here's how you eat it. And, like, here's how, like, the fancy fancies eat it. And then here's how... Look, you're just a basic person who doesn't know a lot about a lot. Here's how you would eat this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you get... Uh, yeah, do you, you eat eyeballs on, like, a fish? When a fish <laughs> is served to you whole, do you eat the head? I hope not. How much of the head?
0: Yeah. Yeah, how, where do you stop? I guess I'd have an idea now that I trimmed... Uh, that I gutted fish, but I have an idea where you stop. Before the gills, that's my advice. Yeah. But... Uh, and that
2: probably put a real cap on it like you know, having to deal with all those fish. So no, no it's fine you, that didn't
0: affect your fish dislike no. or like? No, I mean it's okay. like we like we did catch some cod when we were out there and like I did that and we ate it on the boat. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. We had caught a hell of a oh, I shouldn't say that. We caught an H fish one time. And uh and uh we I got think
2: statute it. of limitations <laughs> on the boat. It's, uh... You could have pushed a dude off that boat. I think it'd still be okay. <laughs> sure,
0: sure, by this point. Uh, yeah, so we ate, we ate like absolutely fresh, fresh halibut. We also got some uh, crabs. I didn't like the crabs, though. I don't know. Crabs are t- different tasting than lobster. They're a little stronger tasting to me. I don't like them as much. And also, they're a lot of work. I feel like I'm burning more calories, opening up the thing and sucking out the tiny strands of crab meat than I'm, I am in actually...
2: I'm trying to remember now when I was in Halifax... If the pan-
0: Louise, where was
2: this? Uh, w- whether the pancake house that we ate at was Ricky's or Smitty's. Okay. It was something like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it was where everyone ate on the weekends. Okay. Like that was the Halifax place where you, yeah, went, yeah. And you, you went and you had breakfast.
0: a in cigarette smoke.
2: Could have been. Uh, 90, night, 95? 90- was there still? I would think so. Very yeah, close like, to being cut off. Pretty
0: close, but I think there still was... A, you would have had a smoking section then and a, a, a non-smoking section.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, that does make. Oh boy, have to, have to look. I'm just trying to remember, like here with the town pump, you know, because uh, that was the that was the one place that uh, was the most affected. It seemed like, mm. like people just stopped going.
0: Okay, because you couldn't smoke there. And They just realized how terrible the stage was situated.
2: It's not. It's not the best.
0: Why am I sitting beside the stage? Yeah, it's
2: not the best. <laughs> Looking
0: at the band sideways. I, per-
2: I, per- I I didn't really watch a lot of concerts, but I did perform there a couple of times. Yeah. And Yeah, you're right.
0: You see everyone's profile. It's great. I saw Robin Hitchcock's profile there.
2: I, I, uh, we were the middle act for uh, Barney Bentol Band.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah
2: cool. Hey, you guys ready for some comedy? <laughs> no. No, we're not. Okay, well.
0: <laughs> Here it is anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's start it off hostile. Let's perform the silence. Yep, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> A respectful silence yeah it could have been a disrespectful silence but it wasn't it was very respectful
2: yeah we were young and invulnerable so it was fine yeah yeah. we we couldn't feel pain it was just like you just kept doing it i
0: feel i'd do better at that now than i would have then Then oh do you think so oh yeah was just like a big open wound in those days but i've calloused over a bit since then now i just could give a shit yeah in those days what are people thinking about me what am i thinking about me what am I thinking about me thinking about me? I'm thinking about me a lot. Oh, my God. I certainly... Could I forget myself for a minute?
2: <laughs> oh, wait a second. Ryan Styles has grabbed me. I have to go on stage with him. I have to do a bit.
0: I have to do a bit. But the whole time I'm doing it, I'm thinking how dumb I look. Oh, I sure look dumb. Oh, I'm yeah. so stupid.
2: And i thinking, I wonder if this guy will be successful in the future. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was watching... I don't think that was doubted. In fact, I think we thought he was successful at the in the present. Oh, he was.
2: Yeah. Uh, on Family Guy this week, uh, there was a Ryan Styles reference. Oh, really? He was like an off-handed reference. Like it was basically the punchline. You know, you made the win. episode was Ryan Styles, and I was like, "Hey, oh yeah."
0: Well, people have asked me who was on on the show, and when I when I said Colin Walker was a guest, I've had people actually like their mouths fall open, like Colin Mocky is on your show? Yeah, and you're like, yeah, Colin is <laughs> yeah, he was. So yes, that show did have a an effect on a generation. Is it still on or is it still like...
2: It's really the, hard to tell. They've tried
0: to reiterate it a few times, haven't it's they? It's really
2: hard to tell, you know, whether it's on or not. I I know it's been canceled like infinite times, but it mm. does seem to like... Pop you know, up again. It's 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 back up again. Someone's
0: like, this show can't miss. It missed. Damn it.
2: No, it never missed. It was always like so cheap to make that yeah. who cares. Okay. You know, there you go and uh, mm. and there you are.
0: But I guess if, if someone else takes over, it's somebody else's pet project. So
2: get rid of it. Yeah, and then uh, someone goes, hey, what's that super cheap show that fills time with that? Oh, okay, all right, let's 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 put that back on. Sounds sounds good, sounds grand. Yeah. I know that uh, Colin is currently uh, touring with a show called uh, Hypnov, and so it's uh, hypnotism and improv combined. Oh,
0: hmm, that's kind of scary. What What's uh, scary about it? I don't know, I'm, I just don't like the idea of, of losing control of myself, so I would feel... Vol- i don't think you vulnerable. would unless you choose to is that right yeah
2: mm. that's a choice like if you don't want to be hypnotized you're not going to be hypnotized <laughs> I mean, it's okay yeah. there's no aggressive uh svengali type who will <laughs> take out a spinning Zap. coin and uh and then you will uh be doing their bit. you
0: don't know that uh,
2: maybe i don't maybe
0: i've forgotten it. Maybe, I <laughs> maybe, it maybe that's right maybe they told you they told me that yeah <laughs> yeah like, i think it's the same reaction i have to like the idea of, of being drunk because uh, the idea of of being out of control is uh, terrifying.
2: My uh, college girlfriend of mine, who I'm still lightly in in touch with by uh, a Facebook, yes. uh she's a hypnotist and she works okay. Works out of the states. She yeah, has a mm. therapist. Yeah, Hypnot Interesting.
0: I guess. I wonder what. I mean, if you if you choose to go under, then what? I don't know. What does she? What does she do? What do you do with it? Like, does she do like non-smoking and stuff like that, or stop? No,
2: I think it's uh, just uh, working through you know issues and stuff. Hmm. and uh and using hypnotism uh you have to be to, very careful so. with,
0: be careful with that people yeah,
2: i'm sure they i'm mem- sure with mem- any therapy mem- it, memory is fragile any therapy is uh be careful with that yeah yeah well what do we Memory is it, you think they're gonna get false memories
0: oh yeah it's easy to implant memories so is it oh yeah all right really easy i mean we do it to ourselves too so it's pretty yeah. easy to do <laughs> say think something for long enough one day someone will ask you and you'll be like oh no that happened Person we'll be like did it and you would be like oh yeah for sure
2: yeah I thought I've been doing this uh, podcast for like uh, 13 years, something like that.
0: No, only five.
2: Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's reasonable.
0: Yeah, 13 is crazy. No, not we haven't been doing 13. Have we been doing 13? No, we started in... I know, I know I've been doing the Critical in, Hit Show for 12 years,
2: and it was around that time that we started doing Sneaky Dragon. We started in November of 2011. Okay, so 12 years. 12 years. So
0: critical hit but I, do you start the critical hit show before we started doing this maybe i don't remember now the time i know we
2: I, had our 100th uh, episode after a critical hit show i know that much i, know I that. don't know if
0: that helps in any way yeah, i know cuz <laughs> I was 100 shows in yeah that's right funny you're still going strong critical hit show you just did this one last week we did yeah amazing so that was a halloween one you were dressed in a halloween yes. costume who did you dress as
2: i dressed as a guy who was on hold with ticketmaster and uh <laughs> because i have a beard and then I reached up and went, I got a beard. And it was like, <laughs> that was how long
0: I'd been on hold with Ticketmaster. Sure. Trying to get uh, Taylor Swift tickets?
2: Uh, you know what? That would have been the obvious. Mm, so uh, Too obvious, right? Yeah, I went with uh, Mike Birbiglia. Okay. Yeah. All right. For his new show. I actually do have tickets to that show.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they are quite the, I don't think it's quite the, because uh, with, with the Taylor Swift ones, you have to phone Ticketmaster, get your name on a lottery list. Solve a puzzle. So I'll get you a lottery list, then you have to wait and see if your name is drawn from that list, and if then it is, go to an room. then you have to then you have to go back on back to Ticketmaster and get online and, and then try to get, get tickets.
2: Yeah, the easier way is to uh, either be a, uh, become an athlete or an actor, and then uh, work your way up to uh, going out with her, and then mm-hmm. hopefully she'll give you some tickets. Uh, yep. You know, because you're going out.
0: I think I'm aged out of that uh, process. Probably. but uh, the other easy thing to do is go see the movie. Yes. Taylor Swift. You could. Do you know something interesting about that film? Uh,
2: do I know anything interesting about that I, film? I can tell you something interesting about it. To yeah, me, that, I to think me that's interesting people who anyway. are dancing in the
0: aisles. <laughs> no, the interesting thing to me is that movie is uh, entirely self-made and also self-distributed. Oh, all right. She did not use a, st- a studio at all to Well, to do that she film. wasn't
2: happy with her first contract, so <laughs> she's. Very I can in, see how you would then try to do as many things as yeah. possible.
0: But I just find that fascinating that she just went to... She just. Didn't even go to the studios at all. She just went directly to the cinemas, like to the chains and whatnot, like here in Canada, Cineplex. AMC, and they in went, the hell States. yes. And yeah, uh, she said, do you want this movie? And they went, of course, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they said. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Run for quite a
2: while. It's interesting. It's, Especially me, right
0: now, it's a great idea because of the strike. There's not the, the product that's going to dry up soon enough. I mean, they've already almost every movie that was slated to be coming out in 24 is coming out in 25 now.
2: And they just re-released "Stop Making Sense" as we as we yeah, mentioned yeah. before. So now there's two concert films that are like mm-hmm. uh, in in theaters. Yeah, and apparently in a lot of places, people are dancing to the "Stop Making Sense" one as well. So there's dancing in the aisles. That's great. Huh.
0: Um, yeah, I'd like to see the Taylor Swift one.
2: See what it's all about. See see what stuff occurs.
0: Well, she does have some good songs, and but it'll just be yeah, and, kind of fun to see, just
2: see how it's all presented.
0: And I just want to see her wearing her her ice skating costume she wears on stage. Because so they do look like ice skating costumes to me, you know.
2: No, I do. I do like her. I on the, on the way to the pool, uh, if I'm going with uh, with Vicky, uh, host of um, Refresh My Memory, uh, available on this network. <laughs> um, quite often, not even quite often, always yeah. Taylor Swift is on the radio. Oh yeah. So I've like uh, kind of become uh, a, a bit of a Swift fan just from the radio. Real, real Swiftie. Hey? Yeah. And. Good for you. Uh, Uh, I watched a little bit of uh, one of her, uh, you know, uh, acoustic sets. I see. And she was uh, singing this song about, you know, how the press would treat her if she was a man. And it was like, boy, that's a good song. (laughs) And then I didn't even realize that it was a song. It was a song that was in uh, my favorite episode of The Bear. Okay. Which was uh, an episode called Forks, but it's predominantly featured in there. And I was like, oh, that was a song I already liked that was in the thing that I really liked. And like, Oh, that's okay. So, good yeah. good honor. I was uh, uh, reading um, a post by uh, Gary Kroger. He was a guy who used to be on Saturday Night Live. He's a politician. He was in the Eddie Murphy years. Okay. Uh, am I am I getting that name right? Julie Rowe, Gary Kroger. I think it's Gary Kroger. Uh, and he was saying, you know, doing the old... Uh, she's good yeah but you know she's not as good as you know the musicians of old your Joni Mitchells and whatnot okay and it was one of those and then everyone just like jumped the fuck on <laughs> you know oh. just like well she's no she's no Bob Dylan she's no Joni Mitchell she's no you know any of these cl- and it's like how would you how would you know you can't yeah. there's no context there's time sure you know and I'm sure like all of these you know, uh, performers back in their day. If you had said they're just as good as you know whoever yeah. you would uh, be comparing them to, it'd be that's ridiculous as well, and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty hard to. Uh-huh. She's no Carol King. You can't, like, yeah, okay. You can't really compare because it's just a different experience for these people.
2: But the effect that she's having on you know people, and he was like, "Well, I mean, anyone can be popular. No, they can't. Otherwise, everyone <laughs> would be popular." <laughs> You know, I'm not saying, you know, she's not popular and that people don't like her. I'm just saying she's not as good. Well, like, what the oh, fuck? Just uh, It's a
0: weird, yeah. So wh- why did you need to say that? Like what? Because you need to keep your
2: stuff sacred. <laughs> okay. Because you need to keep your stuff special and you need to have the feeling that you grew up in the last best time for everything.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. We did. But, I mean.
2: Movies were never as good as they were never, in the early 70s. Never be as Music good. Music was never as good as it was. Once again, fill in the blank, when were you at your best? (laughs) Oh, ironically, uh, that's when music was also at its best. Isn't that weird that it happened exactly at that time? That it connected with you and your peak? Oh, well, anyway. (laughs) Isn't it weird how that happens always, constantly, consistently?
0: Uh, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, she is no Joni Mitchell, that's true. She's also no Jane Smith, either. She's Taylor Swift. I was watching a uh, documentary about her, and it it is interesting to watch because... I mean, part of the problem, of course, is that you have cameras watching you. So how natural can you be in those situations? But she was having dinner with a friend, a childhood friend who, I think it was like a vet tech or something like that. You know, and so this friend who's a vet tech comes comes over to Taylor Swift's house and is eating dinner with her. and It, was, it seemed very awkward. And you're not sure if it's awkward because she's Taylor Swift. And now this friendship, is sort of imbalanced by by the weight of fame on one person. Or the fact that there's like, cameras around them while they're trying to like have a sit down dinner uh, you know it's not sure what what uh but it just felt sort of like not that relaxed you know like it felt kind of very forced like we're having a conversation because we're like regular friends right just you and me best buds together because i know i have millions of dollars and i'm super famous but still one of the girls over here me taylor's Sw- you yeah. know she has a tall girl stance i noticed in the movie though what does that mean? She kind of hunches over. She bends. She bends her back a little bit to make herself smaller.
2: Oh, because you don't want to look big. You don't want
0: to look tall. You don't want to be taller than other people around you because you're a girl. So you have to kind of shrink down and make your back bent a little bit. Or it could be she's nervous. <laughs> I don't know. One mm. of the two. But I noticed when I was watching that she has like, you know. Have you just, ever had? Stop a cam- it, Taylor. You're going to get scoliosis.
2: Have you ever had a, uh, a video camera on you for, or uh, you know, a camera on you for an extended period of time, like a long, long time? No. Yeah. It's uh you forget it. You forget You get it? used to it. Yeah, 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 you get used to it and then you're so
0: maybe yourself. Well, maybe that's a problem then too. But she's used to it. The other then the her friend isn't. Her friend is kind of not as a camera shy, but just sort of wary of what's going on here. Like <laughs> what am I participating in? And is every dumb thing I say gonna be and also we can't drop the hot gossip at our friends because there's a camera on. So yeah, that also that's kind true. of spoils the conversation. Because really, when you get together with a friend, what part of the fun is you know, talking about people that you know and what they're And you know, to.
2: no matter what you say, there's someone who's going to want to tear it apart. <laughs> and just yeah, that's find, right. Find the, yeah.
0: See them eating dinner together? No Joni Mitchell.
2: I have a I used to be such a big fan of like the AV club, the Onion AV club. Oh yeah. I would love reading like their reviews of yeah, things. Yeah, they like always
0: seem very very insightful. And
2: now it just feels like, you know, there's at least one thing a day at least <laughs> or okay. it's just trying to tear someone down like, okay. hey, this person said this. And I'm like mm. <laughs> okay and what should we do about them yeah, get them you know yeah, that's, go, go get them. Thing. and you know it's something from months ago maybe or yeah. it's like an old story yeah or it's something we're like okay i guess you could take that that way uh but their job is you know we got to bring one person down a day <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm not a big believer in you know when people talk about cancel culture you know, usually they're saying it from a position of incredible wealth and fame and doing really well. And it's yeah. like, I don't think you're canceled. Um, <laughs> but but there's definitely sites like this that that's their job. Yeah. They're okay. trying to take a person out. Yeah. What's, you know, what's Sarah Silverman say today? Hmm, okay, what do you think? Let's question, put it question. out there and
0: try and get some clicks going. Mm. Mm. Which is terrible for Sarah, Sarah Silverman because I want her to say terrible things. That's why I like Sarah Silverman. I like her sense of humor when she would just do say things stuff, yeah. do the dark stuff. That's, I, I thought that was very brave of her, and she would do all kinds of great jokes. On it. She has one of my favorite jokes of all time, which is that, you know, a girl, a girl having a shower with her boyfriend will have the cleanest breasts of, in her life, and I just think that's just a great comment. Yeah. I'm sure she can still do that joke. That's I'm sure no she stuff. can still do stuff like that, but it, just feels like, it feels like a lot of stuff like that. You know, you're just not, oh, she made a comment about this, or made a sexy joke. Tisk tisk.
2: Yeah, but then she can still be, you know, uh, on in Wreck-It Ralph, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, the female lead in Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. So, I, I again, I remember like when uh, that brief period of time where James uh, Gunn. Uh, was uh, fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And, you know, he did a, a pedophilia joke. And it was almost exactly. Did a few, but yeah. 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 But he did almost exactly the same joke that she did. Yeah. And, you know, he was getting fired for that. And she was going on to do Wreck It Ralph too. <laughs> and it was like,
0: hmm. Because no one, no one drew it to. But no, even if they did. No one drew it to Disney's attention. No. That's, that's the only reason it happened. No, it's because no, people not, made a fuss about it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But the reason, the difference between the two of them is. He looks like someone who could look creepy and she's beautiful. Mm. And so, you know, we that's one thing I always like say if like if you're ever going to be involved in some sort of scandal, yeah. please for the love of god be attractive. You've got to. That, that's to. That's the only way you're going to get out of this is, sure. is if you are a very attractive person. Mm-hmm. And if like the one person is not that attractive and one person is attractive, then the attractive person is going to be beloved by the community. and Go like, oh, you know what? I never trusted that person because you know, you know, I didn't like the looks of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hmm. that sounds like <laughs> the definition of prejudice. Yeah, but yeah, James Gunn was you know kind of a creepy looking guy at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over time, you know, uh come back and everything's fine. Sure. And Sarah Silverman has changed with the times because she is aware of the calendar and the way things are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I, it just bothers me that AV Club actively, it feels like a beast that needs to feed every day. Yeah, yeah. And they're just looking around for someone and like, I don't you. think
0: they're alone in that. I think that's a pretty common uh Pretty common, but they used to be better. Oh, they used to be better. Yes, yes. Yeah, and
2: also because they're connected with the Onion, and the Onion has such an amazing sense of irony. (laughs) I feel that I I think of I think of them as having like kind of comedy at their base. Yeah, and so I uh, I think the comedian should always be smarter than you know TMZ.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Who I despise, I think TMZ. (laughs) Anytime anyone quotes TMZ, I'm just like, stop quoting TMZ. These are garbage people. Yeah, it, it's disgusting when I see uh, Harvey. What's his face with his glass with his straw and his minions around and don't just know. like, don't know did you see Ben it. Affleck today? Uh, yeah, yeah, we cornered him and we asked him about da da da. Oh yeah, <laughs> drinking his fucking drink and then they do they
0: show the- this on the show? Yeah. Does it stand for T militarized zone? What is it? Uh, nah. what does TMD stand for the media zone? Not, I'm
2: sure. Z- I'm sure zone yeah, the yeah. media zone probably. Yeah. Yeah. But he used to be the guy who, at the end of uh, uh, People's Court, uh, would be the lawyer who was standing outside who would uh, break down kind of things oh, really? technically. And then he just became scumbag McGinty <laughs> on this TMZ thing.
0: <laughs>
2: He's the leader of the uh, of the goofs of the pack there. Yeah,
0: the pack of hyenas of the jackals. Yeah, yeah a pack of jackals. Jack of packle. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, I to be. Blint, I am not aware of or have any, any knowledge of those. You things. have a day job. I have a day job. There you
2: this go. is T V this is daytime T V. Okay. You know, if I was to ask you to name three people who are like on the view, you would not be able to do that. Whoop, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay.
0: End of list. <laughs> so a conservative lady and a Jewish lady? Is that correct? Joy Behar, is that who you're thinking of? Maybe Canadian? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think of what would make up a, a New York based shows so I think it's based out of New York Probably I don't know Who knows But I was just trying to think what would be the cast of that show Yeah, Wh- Whoopi Goldberg, I, I, she, just she used a, to be on the show anyway She is she, on the show She okay. took a
2: little break uh, recently to just go and visit the Pope Oh really? Yeah And she presented him with like some sort of uh, prop from uh, Sister Act 2 Okay Yeah
0: Two no, yeah. Not the original one <laughs> no i mean i think the pope's more of a fan those are of too two. valuable those are too valuable yeah oh he's more of a fan of two yeah he likes he's a real uh, act
2: head yeah 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 how come there was no he, S- the, he, the, the fan base was called act up and then he went wait wasn't there another group with this name and it's like yeah you don't want to
0: okay very good uh but yeah i never saw those movies because i always was waiting for them to make sister act three and finish the story mm. And they never did. Well, it's kinda, it's, I would be very shocked if they didn't.
2: What are gonna do later? I really, late I day. really would be very shocked if they didn't. There'll be something, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: In this case, they just did hocus pocus to too. The, she to Kathy like the... and Jimmy is not turning it down. Yeah, she yeah. did. She just did hocus pocus too. Oh, is Everything. Kathy
0: and Jimmy in and? Uh... Yeah, she's one of the nuns. She's one of the nuns. Like I say, I've never seen it. Yeah,
2: there was an older nun who I assume time has. You know, swept or, away.
0: Or she's one of those actresses who is uh younger than the rest of the cast but plays older. Maybe. Don't so think she's so. Still around <laughs> Not around anymore. Shoot. I was hoping for I was hoping for that number Here's three.
2: what I would do. I would call it Sister Act uh three. Yeah. Oh brother. And somehow <laughs> uh Wait, this, isn't that the same uh, the same problem is yeah. happening but to a monk. Okay. But it's like a oh. sexy monk, like a Zac Efron, mm. and so uh, okay. Whoopi yeah. has to train him to be, you know, undercover monk. uh I guess. you know. Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know. I feel like you're taking jobs away from the ladies. Well,
2: they're all in it.
0: Oh, they're all in it. Anyway. They're all in it. This okay. is the,
2: your Pitch Perfect situation. Okay. Where like you know, uh, then you bring in all the dudes and you bring in. Uh, but what the about people. the
0: singing? Isn't the singing part of Sister Act?
2: It was also part of Pitch Perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm just trying to think. You where, just do the same thing. Where does the singing come into this movie? Oh
2: well, monks. Monks can sing. Monks can sing. Yeah,
0: well, they're not really like Leonard Cohen was a monk. But isn't the, the joke way. of Sister Act that she brings like a gospel flavor to the to a staid nun's choir? That's correct. Yeah.
2: So what? So if, you got to figure out what, what, about, about, this? what
0: yeah. about this? What 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 about All this? right. Hit me with your pitch. Zac Efron, former boy band member. Yep. That's then you fine. can get your. Then you can get your. Music and he's got to shave his head. <laughs> Doesn't have to shave his head. Yeah, he does. He has, he has to put a tonsure in it. All right. That's fine. The, the the way the... And I don't think all of them have to do that. But yeah.
2: I like the idea. Of maybe he's got like... A, that's what that's like, called. That hairstyle. Sure, sure. Maybe he's got like a part. bald wig that he can put on there and a bald cap.
0: Yeah. And then when, <laughs> when
2: he's changing into his regular self, he yeah. takes it off. So, you know, because he doesn't want to shave. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's a scene. That's a fun scene. And yeah, the mob's after him for various reasons sure. and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Is he still acting, Zac Efron? Zac Efron?
2: Yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't be.
0: I saw Firestarter, the remake.
2: Was he in that? Yes, he was. I mean, he was there. Did they play uh, We Didn't Start the Fire? No. That's the theme song there? They did not. That's a big mistake.
0: <laughs> that song's about history. Mm-hmm.
2: Should do the history of Stephen King movies.
0: <laughs> oh, it's to change the lyrics. Yeah. Get weird all Yankee. anchor outside the car. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> There's a guy behind the bar. He's saying you've always been here. Now why don't you have a beer? No, because I'm an alcoholic. And so on yeah. and so, and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't start the fire starter. Yeah. We we're we, we, not Firestarter.
0: We've we've always been here.
2: Really smarter. Yeah. Break your ankle with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Who's oh, in the, the sewer? Book,
0: the, sorry, the book she cuts off his feet. Oh. Only the mo- the movie uh they uh, changed that. Alright. Yeah. So if you're doing Stephen King, you gotta you gotta have the lace feet cut off. <laughs> Somehow, why is it that Stephen King movies made out of Stephen King books are generally better than his books if the person is smart enough to like change them, mm-hmm. you know, like to adapt it. it's a
2: different medium.
0: It's a different medium, and I, I was reading about this. I um, know oh, I was listening. I was actually a former friend of the show, <coughs> Kathleen Gross, was on a podcast that I was listening to her on, it, and she was talking about reading this book by William Goldman. Um, <coughs> and okay. Goldman was Goldman did the adaptation of Misery. Oh, okay. And in his screenplay, he included the foot cutting off scene. And when Rob Reiner came to do the film, he uh, said, we're not doing that. And Goldman like absolutely like fought so hard, like fought tooth and nail for that scene to be in there. He's like, no, this is like integral to the story. You got to have this in here, blah, 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 this and that. And he's so mad. He like, you know, he didn't talk to, he would just like laugh. He wouldn't talk to Reiner after that. For... And then he saw the movie. And he's like, oh no, he's right. Yeah. Would have totally lost the character. Yeah. At that point of the film. You still want to? You still have to like Kathy Bates' character, or at least be sympathetic to her character. Otherwise, the movie's meaningless.
2: Yeah, he can he can heal. It's yeah, awful, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, 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 The other thing that you lose then is if when James Con is trying to escape, you're going to have the scene where like the foot has to go to the floor, mm. and if it's a stump and it hit, it, you know, stump hitting floor, ew, <laughs> you don't want that, right? That's
0: like I'm not not too it's, sure. It's not good. If that's in the. Uh,
2: but but if it's if it's hobbled. Uh, situation and foot is hitting floor, yeah. and then the, the foot's going to go sideways a little bit, and you're going to go, Grr! and that's a good scene. <laughs> that's a good scene. You're like now sympathetic, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah, what have yeah. you? But you yeah.
0: know, because it takes quite a bit for us to be sympathetic to James Caan. Oh, it really does. It does take a lot. Oh lord, New boy, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting because uh, when I saw that movie, like I, I'd gone off Stephen King, and one of the reasons I got off Stephen King is I just thought I just didn't, I just found it too. Yucky. Like, I just found the books too, and not yucky in a fun way, just kind of like, ugh, like, what am yeah. I, what am I reading this garbage? Um, and then I saw Misery and I was like, oh, that's really good. Maybe Stephen, maybe I'm mistaken about Stephen King. Maybe I'm wrong about him. And my brother at that point was at the age, which I had been, of going through the Stephen King phase where you read Stephen King books because you're a teenager. And so he had, uh, Misery. And so I picked it up. Okay. And I was reading through it. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this. And I read through it and I open up and there's a scene where she kills this policeman by, by ramming him with a lawnmower in the chest. And, and, and I read that and just went, close, put away. <laughs> nope. Movie's better. Don't need to read that. Don't even, why, why is that even in there? Stupid. Not only is it, that probably wouldn't work in real life, but also how is a lady like carrying around a, <laughs> lawnmower attacking a person like it doesn't that's dumb it's the sort of thing you think of like oh it'd be cool if oh it's so cool but you just you're wrong it wasn't cool at all get off get off that cool well the thing (laughs) that movie
2: makers also have is more time whereas like stephen king is doing a certain amount of pages a day yeah yeah and getting that book out i guess and you don't have you don't have the time to go back and fix it and fix it and fix it Putting out an editor Right, and the and the person who's making the movie does have time, yeah. To like, you know, we also have
0: to, they also have this. They're also doing the rewrite, which Stephen King didn't bother to do. Right, they're like maybe the, if he had done a rewrite and you know gone through it and been like, eh, and I'm sure they're weird. doing
2: test screenings. Yeah, I'm sure they're seeing like what people think and how they're reacting. Which, yeah. as an author, you can't do that. No, <laughs> you just got to guess how people are going to feel. Yeah, yeah,
0: and there you are. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, like you say, the effects are different in the story, but when you read something, like, I just. At that age or where I was at that point in my life, I just was like, this is dumb. I don't want dumb things. I want smart things. I want to read smart stories, not dumb stories.
2: There's a, um, uh, I, I I'm part of uh, BBC Maestro. It's basically like Masterclass. Okay. But Are you familiar with Masterclass? Let me ask you that first of all. Masterclass of this series yes. of like, okay, you know, yeah. things like yeah. uh, Steve Martin will teach you stand-up mm-hmm. comedy or Penn and Taylor will teach you magic. Yeah. Uh, but the BBC version is, uh, you know, it's similar. Sure, so there's sure. like a bunch of cooking classes, a bunch of authors yeah. that'll teach you things. Neil Gaiman will uh, show you how to write a story. Uh, but there's one guy who was like teaching uh, you happiness and th- different things about happiness. Arthur C. Brooks. It was not that at all. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Uh, I should I should actually look up uh, their name if I could do that to, uh, just delicately while uh, While you're uh, still talking. While I'm me. still talking. Sure. Look at me BBC Maestro. doing this and then writing the word happiness down. It sure, couldn't sure. be easier. Mo God Dat is uh, okay. his name. Okay. Uh, anyway, so he's kind of like a happiness uh, guru. Guy. guru. Used to work with Google, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh,
0: so there's a lot oh, of stuff. Well, that's the happiest place on earth. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so there's a bunch of stuff that, you know, completely makes sense, uh, which is, yeah. you know, uh, about me- you know, meditation and gratitude okay. and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff of like. One thing I really did like, and I'll I'll try and remember what my original point was uh, eventually, <laughs> and I know I'm going to
0: forget it. Okay. Do you do you even? Close- we were talking about Stephen King, and so uh, yes. Okay, let me that. tell you
2: that first, and then I'll tell you the other. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So the one of the things he says is I haven't uh, I haven't watched like a, a thriller a thriller movie or a horror movie in twelve years.
0: This Muga said today,
2: yeah, because. To him that like changes kind of the neurochemistry of his brain Mm -hmm. and he starts thinking about violence and he starts thinking about horror Mm -hmm. and that and his whole kind of thing is you uh, you change your way of thinking and then it it makes your brain more accepting of happy thoughts and, and joyful thoughts. And that changes the way you perceive the world. And one of the things he does what a is, prude. That, is not watching yeah. horror movies. And yeah. I disagree with that situation because I think in a safe environment you can, yeah, uh, definitely, uh, yeah, for sure. do that.
0: And I think you obviously there, like in any in any genre, you're going to have exploitative garbage. That, but I
2: don't even think it's that. I think it's just watching violence to him. Yeah, uh, affects your brain uh, in a way of like. It just makes your brain more open to kind of violent thoughts and negative thoughts mm. and, you know, taking thoughts in a direction where yeah. you see the the, the, <laughs> the negative things. He's also, you know, I'm a
0: pretty positive person, but I guess he's, he's I not mean.
2: a big fan of 24 hour news like he's, a, well, he's that's a fan definitely... of getting
0: short bursts of news. Uh, yeah.
2: And you know, in things that inform him. I think
0: it's. I think news is better in the newspaper than on television.
2: Yeah, part of his thing is minding his own business. Generally, uh, <laughs> is like you know, don't try to find out everything about everything. Okay. And again, I'm not a big fan of uh, of that attitude either. I like to find <laughs> out a lot about a lot. Um, but uh, but I agree with a lot of the other things he was talking about. But one one of the things that's an exercise that he suggested that I do now. Uh, he didn't suggest it to me. He suggested it to everybody, uh, was we'll set a certain time on a clock and then, uh, have a conversation or, or, like, uh, run all the things that are in your mind by your brain and acknowledge that you're, uh, that you're hearing them. So, uh, an example of that would be, you know, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about, uh, my health. And, uh, then you say to yourself, oh, okay, I hear you. And then, all right, what else? okay, uh, i'm I'm worried about paying the rent this uh, this month. Hmm. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, what else? And you go through it, and you can write down the things and yeah. deal with them like later that, on.
0: That's good advice. Actually, makes sense too. Yeah. at least acknowledge. You're,
2: and your brain goes, "Okay, I'm being heard." Yeah, yeah. And and but because mm-hmm. you're you've set a time for like ten minutes or twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, you have to go. What else? And then you're struggling. You're like, <laughs> um, "What else am I worried about?" Uh, and yeah, you kind of almost exhaust your brain with thinking about the things you're worried about. Okay. So by the end of it, you're like, "Okay, well, that's all been thought about." <laughs> and you can go through your list and at that point sure. you see whatever you want to address. Yeah. But it was uh it was pretty good.
0: Hm. Yeah, that seems to be the thing. The reason I said Arthur C. Brooks is because he writes uh for the Atlantic Monthly magazine and he writes on a, he writes articles not just about happiness per se, but articles about building a better life. And part of that is happiness. Although he points his his thing is always like happiness and unhappiness are intertwined. In a, in, a, in a very vital way that you can't have one without the other you know like you know, for what you want in your life you do have to struggle to get where you want to be yeah. and part of that struggle will involve unhappiness because it will not go perfectly for you the entire time and that's just the reality Yeah, you know whatever you want in your life you have to struggle and strive for that and that's part of that is discomfort and part of that is is failure and part of that are all these sort of negative things that can happen to you to get you to where you want to be and in order to find happiness you have to understand that happiness is not necessarily a goal, but a feeling like a, a sort of a uh i guess a how do you call it like a, a a viewpoint i guess you know that to choose that as your kind of underlying structure in your life is yeah, right. you
2: choose the way you feel is, exactly is something that, yeah you know people like this will always say yeah yeah' no I, one, I no one can make you feel a certain way yeah,
0: yeah. I, I agree with that, and one you know and part of that is you know like uh I work. I am always the same person every day and not in a boring way. I just don't bring my home or my problems to where I, to my work or how I'm feeling to work. You know, I don't, there's no reason for me to make other people feel bad because I'm not feeling the best that day. You know what I mean? Like, okay. like I just, no point in that. They don't need to, <laughs> they need to experience my, my feelings. They, You know, I just, I'll just be a good, a good person to work with through the day. It doesn't matter how I'm actually feeling because why? Why do they need to suffer through that? So, unless
2: you, know, you want to build friendship with them and bond with them, I mean, well, that's different. That.
0: I mean, yeah, that's different. But uh, I just mean like being going going to work grumpy and you know I'm not I'm not uh, you know I'm not myself until I have my third cup of coffee. You know that kind of attitude is like oh brother,
2: mm-hmm. we don't need that. Are there people at work that are like <laughs> that? That's yeah, there's thing.
0: people that uh, you know. Yeah, not so much anymore. Like we've kind of shed those people, thank goodness. Uh, uh, but um. Most everyone, actually most everybody I work with are like really nice people, like good guys to know. And, and, you know, I'm not going to say I want to be friends with them, like best friends with them, but they're great people to work with, you know, and we have a good rapport with each other and there's lots of jokes and humor and and stuff like that. And a little bit of ribbing, Mm -hmm. a little bit of poking of ribs, but that's part of guys being together as well. Yeah. You know. I remember when. If you
2: don't have that, you'll explode.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's got to be some some fun made of someone. Yeah. Including myself, that's fine. I don't mind. It's okay that I'm referred to as being 196 years old, and people are often asking me questions what it was like when dinosaurs roamed the world. All right. right. I'm one of the oldest people there, so it's just sort of a a, you know joke.
2: What was it like when jazz started? (laughs)
0: Let me tell you. Well, W. C. Handy. Yeah, it's. uh,
2: Back then, people didn't have first names. Just
0: letters.
2: They hadn't gotten around to inventing names yet.
0: And for a long time, only people only had last names. I don't know why that's weird, but that's how it was. There wasn't
2: enough people to have first names as well. It was pointless.
0: Made no sense. Yeah, yeah. No, just things like that. It's just fun, fun goofiness. You know, it's part of life. I made a, I made a, um, I made a. uh, It's a sort of a. It's not a map, but it's like a chart of of all where all the various sizes of panel are in our panel department. So these are like big like 16-foot slabs and 40-foot slabs of door that are sitting in there. So I made this little map, and then I, I found some clip art online of, a, like a, of an old scroll, you know, like the little scroll with a tear in it. And, and I just put a uh, panel department treasure map, and then I, <laughs> that's what it says is sitting up now <laughs> in the panel department. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Legacy list. Nice. Yeah. Got to leave your mark wherever you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Remember remember uh, when uh, my wife left her job at the book warehouse, there was a mural that she did in the bathroom. Okay. And, you know, we kept checking in with other people and seeing like, hey, is that mural still in the bathroom? It's no longer in the bathroom. But, no,
0: that's too bad. Yeah. Eventually. Even Scott Baio has left the Fox. So. Yeah. That's sad. Someone
2: should have like cut that out of the wall and put it in a frame and just <laughs>
0: taken it to somewhere. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard because it's just dry. Well, unless it's plaster. I guess it depends. It's a pretty old building, so it may not have been so easy to do.
2: Yeah. And it feels like the second that uh, that got covered up or whatever... He just became a jerk it was like some weird dorian <laughs> gray thing like it was taking that all was, of his negative energy yeah it yeah. was going to a porno theater in vancouver <laughs> and then the second it went away he's like i gotta post some stuff on twitter like all right buddy i got some strong feelings. i got some strong right-wing feelings
0: <laughs> Yep. because people people need to hear your grumpiness that's the thing yeah i'm feeling bad today and so should you
2: yeah and just like oh scott you should have said these things when you were really handsome Again, oh. I can't stress this enough. If you're going to be a jerk, be a handsome jerk. Be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. And then people will be fine with it. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, you're a little older. Hey, Alec Baldwin. you—oh, We could have had this back then. You could have done everything you wanted. But, you know, make a big fuss on a
0: plane. Oh, is um, he a, Is he a, doing some jerky things? Is he's a bit of a jerk. Yeah yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Well, he's always been a bit of a jerk, though. Yeah. I mean, his rant at his daughter was pretty oh, sure. jerky. <laughs>
2: yeah, he had, like, a thing where, like, he wouldn't turn off his uh, words with friends on a plane. And, you know, things like that.
0: Oh, because of, the, of the, like, not having your phone on. And the, your, well, they were going to
2: take, yeah, they were going to take off. And it was, like, turn it off. And, like, I'm uh, not done. <laughs> I like and it was like a big big stink about that, and it was just listen, if bad. you were twenty years younger. Mm. this wouldn't be a problem yeah
0: maybe maybe 25 30 you know days, it's maybe. like
2: would you like to do uh words with friends in the cockpit with us and they're like well, i would like to be Words with friends with benefits and then you know shenanigans shenanigans everyone's having a good time yeah uh but no instead you know oh, things have really changed <laughs> no they really haven't it's always been like this it's always
0: been like that well when is what have planes let you have your phone on that's right. been like the biggest complaint of everyone isn't that like uh, point two in every sound up comedian's uh, bit to something about phones not being allowed to be used on a plane. Silly. Yes. So, right after they introduce themselves and make fun of the city they're in. Then they mention that in their act.
2: Yeah. And it's not because it affects the engines. It's not affects that. It's somehow to do with like uh, the, because the sing- signal uh, pinging off things uh, affects whatever it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. going with. Yeah. Because
0: I know we like to think that the pilot is flying the plane. They're not. They're not. It's the plane is being flown by an incredibly complicated system of uh, avionic system on the plane that's doing all the doing all the heavy lifting. The pilots there for in, in, for landing the plane, yeah, and in case of emergency, yeah. That's and for for. And for his presence and for his comforting presence,
2: calming f- presence. You want to hear someone go?
0: Uh, yeah, that's weird. right. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> they that's pretty much it. Ladies you don't gentlemen. want to
2: hear i am uh, the robot flying the plane <laughs> it's like oh i don't feel good about this <laughs> plane that. will go in sky
0: even worse would be like that that kind of like over enthusiastic tiktok voice so that girl's voice you know the, the one that they use. like yeah hi I'm, well, i can't even do it this is such a weird it's not even like a human voice but it's supposed to be like a human person talking but it doesn't sound human it doesn't at sound all human yeah and you're just like this is not convincing <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is that the crypt keeper yeah it's flying, the crypt <laughs> you... flying
0: flame. <laughs> celebrity voices um yeah no that's uh i didn't realize that about alec baldwin once again like you say i, I have a day job and a night job yeah my but night job a... is sitting on a couch watching movies i but... was
2: re-watching a bit of the 40th anniversary of saturday night live and hmm. they had uh their host segment was You know, Steve Martin comes out and goes. You know, the best hosts were always like the stand-up hosts. And then Tom Hanks comes out and is like, "Uh, "What about actors? Actors are good hosts. uh, What about sports people? Sports people were the best people." Hmm. And uh, Alec Baldwin is there. You know, and uh, some someone points to him is like, "Yeah, what about actors that also are involved in a lot of uh, you know uh, scandals? You know, what about (laughs) that?" And they keep going. And then uh, Paul Simon and Paul McCartney come out. What about singers named Paul? (laughs) <laughs> like well, that's a very small, uh, very niche. Group. Yeah, that's a very pretty niche, niche
0: group. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's good, and so on and so forth. Yeah, and
2: you can see how that's that the rest of that would
0: unfold. Mm-hmm. It would be funny. Mm-hmm. That would be funny. I was listening to Amy Poehler on Flying the Wall, a show that drives me insane. And yet, I, whenever I see someone's name that I'm I like, then I have to listen to it.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, it's such a psychological. Oh. Like, that show just should be called, Is Everyone Okay?
0: <laughs> Especially the two of them. You know, Although that way like, they seem better than bo- normal. Yeah, you're
2: both... like You, you kind of want to go, you're both You're both quite wealthy and all right, right? <laughs> yeah. But you just can't get past... Yeah. You know, it's just like two very famous people who can't get past high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, yeah, and, but remember fourth period? And high
0: school is like, SNL, I guess. Yeah. 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 I guess... Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm lucky in a way because I have never... I've never, like, peaked. I've never peaked in my life. Like, I haven't peaked yet. I don't know when it'll happen, but one day. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, like, looking back at my peak times and going, like, oh, those are the best. You know, high school, that was the best. And high school was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 20s were my best. 20, I had cancer through my 20s. Uh, 30s were the best. 30s, I suffered through terrible depression. Suicidal depression. 40s were the best. Well, 40s actually were pretty good. So maybe the 40s when I peaked. I started this oh, show wait then. Wait a
2: second. Uh-oh.
0: Oh, my God. Maybe <laughs> I have peaked. It's all over now, anyone. Oh what, was, what music was going on in the when I was 40. That was the best music. Woo anyway, um but uh, yeah, it feels like those guys obviously peaked. Sunday Live was the peak of their career, especially Dana Carvey. That was the peak of his career. I mean, it's a show that was made for him.
2: I don't you know. think, yeah, that's a weird thing with David Spade is like, David Spade actually, mm-hmm. I think, peaked on sitcoms. He
0: peaked, and he did movies, but yeah, he peaked on... Uh...
2: Yeah, I don't know if Joe Dirt was his peak, <laughs> but like, <laughs>
0: but he, he, you know, he... Just
2: Shoot Me was a very yeah, successful, yeah. successful sitcom sure, for sure. an extended sure. period But before. he wasn't
0: the star of that. Oh, he wasn't the star he of SNL. He was the literally. funny guy. Yeah. yeah, was he the funny guy?
2: Yeah, he wasn't the. He was the lead. He, he George,
0: was... George Seagal wasn't the funny guy? Who's that? George, wasn't George Segal on that show? George Segal, George. Yeah,
2: George Segal was uh, was there. But he's he the was, funny guy, right? There's a lot of funny people, but like you know, the funny person, like yeah. in like you know, he's the person that enters and everyone goes, "Whoa!" Oh,
0: okay, I'm yeah. So yeah. happy that this, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the Fonzie. Sure. Ron Howard
2: f- is the lead. Yeah, yeah. But okay. who's really the lead? Who's really the funny one? Fonzie. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And that and that was David Spade and Just Shoot Me.
0: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so the, yeah, that is odd, isn't it? That he peaked after SNL but he still seems to live there maybe because he didn't peak there no he didn't maybe that's his problem
2: yeah one person who was the most successful yeah yeah and one person that was not successful yeah but yeah. has gone on to be successful but did
0: okay but just I mean he, he stayed yeah, on there for a while of, he did yeah. all right Hollywood minute or whatever those were good and yeah but not you know but never really like cracked it nope. never Had cracked two
2: characters, it. <laughs> two characters. Had the yeah uh person and uh, something else and I forget what it was some so it was the
0: bye bye the the mean receptionist character, and you are? Oh,
2: sorry, there was bye bye. Yeah, that's right. The, the and you are a person receptionist. Yeah. And then there was uh, like done twice was the airplane uh, bye 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 bye. Yeah, that okay. Person. Yeah,
0: okay. um Babar. So yeah, it's very it, it is interesting. One curious thing about the Amy Poehler one is they went they didn't discuss how she got to the show. Oh, all which right. I thought was I was curious because I'm always curious about. I am kind of curious. Ever since listening to Mark Marin whine and complain about it all, I am actually really curious about how people get to the show now.
2: Well, I would assume with her it was UCB, like UCB and, was. Yeah, so she's doing
0: improv stuff.
2: And then she had it. she had a sketch show, which was the UCB show. Okay. Like that was a TV show mm. for I think like three seasons. Okay.
0: So you think, so it wasn't really like a case of like, they scouted her out. They just were like, kind of like, oh, she's really good. Just bring her over here to the She's place. already got it
2: on another she's TV already, show. She's already doing good. Yeah, yeah. Just, Doubtfully this. had to uh, doubt they had to audition. I think it was a Catherine O'Hara situation.
0: Okay, yeah. and was she in Mean Girls before she was on? I think she was before she was on. Was SNL. she? She was in Mean Girls. I'm pretty. I sure. I didn't
2: know that she was in Mean Girls. I think. What so. What is she in Mean Girls? Or what do you see her doing? In I the
0: don't. I don't know. I was wondering that myself. But they mentioned that she was in it on. Um, I'm flying the wall, and she didn't. She didn't correct them, so I oh. seen the right. But I mean, I haven't seen that movie since the girls were teenagers. So I know or Tina younger than teenagers, Tina since they Faye, of course, tweens. was in it.
2: Tim Meadows. Uh, end yeah. of list for me hmm. as far as Saturday Night Live type people. Yeah, are in yeah. It.
0: I guess we could look it up, but that would be stupid. But yeah, apparently she was in it. I don't know if she had a major role in it, but she's a friend of Tina Fey's. So mm-hmm. so they so did baby have, mama together. That she may have been put cast in uh, Mean Girls. And did
2: she have a good experience? Was on the, Saturday Night was Live? Was she the
0: mother of uh, Lindsay Lohan? Is that her role? These are excellent questions. I don't know. I don't. I'm just guessing. Cause like I say, it's been a while. I saw the movie once. Was obviously.
2: it? A, was Saturday Night Live a positive experience for her?
0: Yes, it was. She liked it very much. Okay, she liked it very much, and she liked. And she seems to be a very positive person, they, despite the complaints about aging. It's part of the episode.
2: Right. Who did they have on recently? Oh yeah, Melanie Hutzel. Uh who was talking and this got picked up by the AV club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: About uh when uh, she did uh, My Bialik from Blossom. Okay. She did My Bialik uh in a pa- in a parody of Blossom and she wore a big nose. Okay. And she didn't want to wear a big nose and uh. she was told you're going to wear the big nose or you're fired. Ooh. So she wore the big nose. Yeah. And my and feelings were hurt by the big nose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, later on, she apologized uh, to her. Uh, but the weird thing was in the article and also in that, uh, no one mentions Lauren Michaels. Okay. You know, the idea is like, you're yeah. going to be fired if you don't wear the big nose. Yeah. Oh, so that'd be Lauren Michaels telling you that. But that's not mentioned in like the AV club of just like, no one went up to, L- the- everyone went to her and just went, hey, what were you doing with that? Why were you doing that? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah. Ask Lorne Michaels why he's cool with that. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, weird. Let's see Amy Poehler, let's see if she's a film filmography. What do you do improv the citizens brigade, things, parks and rec, uh all stuff. Come on, give me your movies. Give me your movies. Ah, I got to go to IMDb.
0: Big pain <laughs> in the ass. IMDb is, the, is one of the least um What's the word I'm looking for? It's not an easy website to tube. It is not. But you know what the worst one is? Oh, the worst app now is the Cineplex app. Oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah. It's so awful. For one thing, it makes you choose a theater. So you can't like just go on there and like go, I want to see a movie. What movies are playing? No, it goes, these are playing at your theater. (laughs) Okay, thanks. But what if I'm, I have like two theaters that are close to me that I could go to. So are they playing different movies there? I can't tell because you've made me look at my theater. What if I'm curious about what's happening at Tinseltown? Well, then you have to change the theater. And when you change the theater, next time you open it, it's going like, what's happening at Tinseltown? Your theater. <laughs> stupid. And then you can't send your tickets to someone anymore. So uh, Mary, we saw um, Killers of the Flower Moon on the weekend. And Mary was going to be a little late. She wasn't late, late for the movie, but just later than we, the, us getting in. And so she's like, send me my ticket. And I'm saying, like, sure. And so I go to the app to send the ticket and I can't send the ticket anymore. Oh, nuts! So I, do, I did email them to me, so I just sent her the email to use, but it's painful. She plays Mrs. George. I don't know if that helps you in any way. That does not help me at all. Well, let's see. But I'm uh, glad that uh, she's Mrs. George.
2: Let's see if uh, Lindsay Lohan's character's name was George. I nope, Katie I Heron. So. I don't think so. Oh, uh, Rachel McAdams' uh, character is uh, Regina George. Uh, so so I'm assuming her mom. Her mom. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. Okay. But oh, there, she's in the movie. So there. I learned, point I, <laughs> I, learned, I learned that I learned that on Thursday or Wednesday. One of those days I was listening to them.
2: You'd okay. think like uh like neither of those guys, Dana Carvey or David Spade, mm. is the kind of person that you'd put into your movie and like it would just be like a goodwill thing, and you go, Oh, that's nice. That's nice yeah. to see them there. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. It just would be weird. <laughs> it, it'd be like, oh, takes you right out of the movie when you're like oh that's dana carvey i gotta step back a second why is he in this movie yeah why
0: is he in this movie
2: what's going on yeah so you're saying like
0: if i was watching killers of the flower moon and they were showing like a bunch of press like reporters outside of the the courthouse Mm -hmm. and then one of them was dana carvey you'd be like oh that's weird. Why is...
2: Yeah, you could, like, if it was Mike Myers, yeah. you'd go, oh, he's doing one of those character parts that he sometimes yeah, yeah. does in movies. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's fine. He's probably going to have a British accent that's a little <laughs> on the edge. Um, but, uh, okay, all right, that's that's fine. It would make sense. Or even if it was a Will Ferrell, you'd go, oh, good for him. He's doing a bit of a dramatic thing. Yeah, yeah. This all makes some sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or you know, uh, okay, so, like, Tina Fey is in that uh, latest Agatha Christie uh, okay, movie. Okay, yes, yes. But if it, if like Dana Carvey was one of the one of the characters, sure. you'd just be like, oof! See, oh, he here the, it
0: comes. If he was the army hammer, armor, army hammer character in uh, Death on the Nile, you'd just be like, well, what's going on with this movie? Yeah, why is you he- just expect him to like pull out a racist <laughs> accent at some point?
2: <laughs> Like, you could actually, you yeah. could do David Spade if David Spade went all the way to some sort of tragic character. Mm. If he was, like, a raging alcoholic or yeah. something, you go like, yeah, okay, I can I can buy this. I can buy this. Like, he's, he had better days, and yeah. now he's not doing too well. But, like, boy, I don't know where you put Dana oh, yeah, Carvey.
0: Right. And it's funny, because Dana Carvey, I kind of think of Martin Short as kind of, like, a Dana Carvey kind of type performer as well. Mm-hmm. That kind of really brought character-based performer, but when you see him in like um, that movie, when you see him in that movie, you know the one I'm talking about. That movie. Not really, but I'm nodding my head. Where he plays the dentist. (laughs) Uh, Damn it, why can't I remember, think of the name of that movie? It's got an odd name. Anyway, it was directed by that director who
2: directed <laughs> Bo- uh, uh, Boogie Guys Boogie in their 50s, trying to remember names. <laughs> it will make your podcast longer trying to remember names. You know who I'm talking about. They were in that show. Come on, you know him. He's the guy with the hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in the movie, uh, Martin Short plays this, uh, this drug-addicted dentist character. And uh, he's really good. Sure. He's really great. In he's it. an actor. And you don't go, oh, it's Martin Short. You don't go, oh, Martin Short's... I mean, you do think, oh, yeah. Martin Short's the movie, but you don't go like it doesn't take you out of the film.
2: Here's Bill Murray; he's going to do a tragic character. Yeah. You're going to buy yeah. it. You're going yeah. to go, oh, it's kind of sad.
0: Like you know, you know, once again, killers, you know, killers, you know, You're not watching it going, mm-hmm. oh, Robert De Niro's in the movie, and then you start thinking about Robert De Niro and takes it no, because he's he's acting, and that's what you want from yeah. Robert De Niro. Well,
2: think of okay, think of any movie that Bill Murray's in where he's got a bit of a dramatic side to him. Okay, okay, and now I'm going to take Bill Murray. Mad out Dog of it.
0: and Glory. What's that? I said Mad Dog and Glory. Fair
2: enough. Now I'm going to take him out. Yeah. I'm going to put um, Chevy Chase in there.
0: <laughs> yes. Right? Work, it's work the same all. jarring thing.
2: And yet both of them incredible successes yeah. in the things that they did. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, those things. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Why? What is it about Dana Carby that makes you go, no, 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 no. Is it that you never bought him as like a full character? Yeah.
0: You don't buy him as an actor because he's not, he's not an actor. He's a. Playing around. He's a performer. It's different. It's a different, it's a different thing is there. A, yeah. He's not acting; he's performing, and I think I, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a qualification between those two things.
2: Is it the difference between actor and clown?
0: Yeah, I think that's it. Like he's like when when Martin Short is playing the character of the the you know kind of uh, stone dentist character, uh, he is playing he is being that character. You know what I mean? Like he is he is that character for in that time of the as in his performance of the of that character. If Dana Carvey was doing it, he would be putting on, he'd be doing a put on of a, of a, de- a, de- a stone dentist character. Mm-hmm. You know, he wouldn't be that character. He would be Dana Carvey pretending he is a stoned dentist character. And I think that is a difference between those two, <laughs> those two things. And his, he just, yeah, he has, for whatever reason, he is removed from his characters in a, in a way that's, that, you know, I guess that allows for the humor that you don't, you don't take it seriously. You know, mm-hmm. you knew someone like the church lady and you play that character. But you would never care for the church lady the way, you know, let's say, let's say you had um, another performer from, from Saturday Night Live, say uh, Kate McKinnon playing like a church lady character. Okay. She could make you care about that character. You know what I mean? Like you could do like a movie about that character and you would be caught up in, even though she's an unpleasant person, this sort of passive aggressive little, you know, bitch character. (laughs) But you know what I mean, like you know, you, that sort of person would just be drive you crazy. But if you're watching a movie, you could start to be sympathetic to that character because the movie could, you know, show you them and and you know their problems or whatever that make you know how they are and blah blah blah. And but you wouldn't feel that way with Dana Carvey doing it. It only would be this sort of put on of that of that kind of character.
2: You know, a problem with Dana Carvey characters, okay, is this is they never lose. Okay. The only one that kind of loses a little bit is uh, is, is is Garth. Mm. Has got vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. And so you're rooting for And he's for not him. a
0: Dana Carvey character. He's a Mike Myers character.
2: Well, he's he was in addition to a Mike Myers character. Mike Myers used to do Wayne on Canadian TV. Sure. And then he needed someone to bounce stuff off when he went to Saturday Night Live. And so this vulnerable, nerdy character that Dana Carvey based on his brother. Oh, okay. So, okay. you know, he, he, he's just this. Little, y- yeah, just yeah. A, but like in the movies, it kind of works because you're like, oh, there's times where he seems he's a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. Even though again, it's such a clownish, over the top character, he is invulnerable. <laughs> yeah. But something like the church lady never is a moment where you know they're in any danger or trouble mm. or leave the door open at all to empathy or sympathy or a second level or why they're like this. Nothing like that at all. So yeah, at the time you're like fine with it, but then who gives a shit? Mm. And so you don't accept them. In in characters on film, where yeah, they have to have a second level and they have to you know look like for a second. Oh, and that's the problem with a lot of those Saturday Night Live character movies is you take these invulnerable characters, yeah. and now we're going to have to see a time where oh, this is the worst moment the, of their life where they're going to lose it all. You need the third act, to and, it, and then yeah. the, and then the end of the movie has to be them resetting as the character you liked at the beginning mm. so we need the dancing guys you know at the roxbury yeah at the end they have to be at the roxbury again dancing but for some reason these shallow cokeheads, there's got to be something in the middle where they're going to lose the roxbury they've been kicked <laughs> out of the roxbury why the fuck do we care about this yeah you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah yeah uh
0: yeah we don't we don't as proved by the performance of that at the box office yes no one actually cared
2: yes or it's pat <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it's just like all right so uh, to that uh, i don't know <laughs> and that's the problem with like most of the dana carvey characters yeah is like there isn't that little window where mike myers would often like throw in a little extra thing yeah where you know uh Something humanizing you know. yeah a little humanizing thing where yeah. uh, what whatever the uh the the woman uh for the coffee talk woman you know, would like something would touch her or, you know, there'd be something, you mm. know, that she'd really care about briefly. And then it would snap back to yeah, yeah. the over the top character. But there was a little moment of vulnerability in there. And it's like, that's what you need. You yeah. know? And again, that was based on his mother-in-law.
0: Mm. So,
2: mm. you know, base characters on your relatives, I guess, is what they're saying. <laughs>
0: that's the story here. And the fact that Saturday Night Live never made a movie about their best character, who would be like a natural movie star character, which is Toons is a driving cat. I don't understand. <laughs> so that would have been like the, one of the greatest movies ever made, obviously.
2: Great thing about Toons was didn't overstay its welcome.
0: Yes, that's a good point. That's right. I think there's three that I know of. I don't I never.
2: And the sketches themselves are short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like.
0: They're pretty hey, much like a payoff. Did you hear there?
2: Toons can drive a car? <laughs> what? Let's go outside. Okay. Let's go for a Over drive. The cliff. Boom. <laughs> okay. And then they recover from that. Yeah. And just like, oh, my God. Well, you just can't drive very well. Oh, all right. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, uh, next time on Toons is Driving. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Now that we got the premise,
0: yeah, yeah. we're going to go uh, into do it, it again. again. Just one gonna, more time. We're just going to have a different character because it'll be a guest guest host. The comedy of, of the twos, yeah. and we're
2: out. <laughs> you got it. You get it. You understand it. We're done.
0: Yeah. One, one interesting thing that uh, Amy Poehler said was um, she was talking about working with Christopher Walken on the Christopher Walken episodes of Saturday Night Live. And she said, he really likes silence, Like he's super comfortable. Just sitting in silence. And that's what he likes to do. So she said, so when you're doing... Do you in the scene or in life? In life. Yeah. And she said, so, you know, often we'll be doing setups. And so there's a lot of waiting because you're waiting for people to get stuff ready for you to do. And so she said, I would be sitting with him. And I am not a silent person. I'm a talking person. And I would start talking. And he'd be like, Let, you know, if you don't mind, let's just sit quietly together. And she said, so I sat for six minutes. I didn't say anything. And I thought, this is really awkward, but he just loved it. He loved the silence, which is interesting, I thought, for someone. But I guess, you know, I think one of, and I think we, I'm falling for it there, the idea that I think a lot of people have, which is, Oh, you're a performer. You must love to talk to people. Oh, you're a performer. You must love to have all this attention paid to you. No, I want, I like to perform because I love the idea of acting. I don't actually like talking to people that much or being a performer. I like to, you know, that makes me very nervous, but I get over that to do what I love to do, which is to yeah. act, you know. And this is sort of interesting that kind of I was sort of falling for it there, which is Christopher Walken. He should love to talk. <laughs> He's Christopher Walken who loves it talking. Everyone knows that. Why would his name rhyme that way? But yeah, it's, uh, no, he can sit for very long times.
2: Which, which on a movie set is good. Yeah. Because you gotta like sit. Conserve your energy, mm. memorize your lines. Yeah. And she's, you know, that frantic energy of the, uh, you know, one of improv. Yes, that's and part then, of it. Uh, and then into, and then it's a the sketch. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's she's very saying. Different.
0: And she's saying, like, stand up people are different than improv people because stand up people don't talk before they go on stage. They'll be going through their bits, they'll be going through stuff in their heads and stuff like that. Whereas improv people, are doing bits already before they even go on stage they're doing bits together because they want to take that energy with them onto the stage and just keep on with that flow but stand-up's different you're just like preparing you're thinking of your, your jokes you're trying to remember your your set yeah and you're going through it you know walking back and forth so si- silently and stuff like that that's interesting uh, there's a different uh, muscles that are being used by performers i find it fascinating
2: and then as she went on to do parks and rec she became a better and better actor Till like by the end of it, it was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. it's really, it's really good."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was talking a little bit about is it called Wine Country?
2: Yes. Is that is that out? She, she, oh yeah. Uh, okay. It's About two years old. Maybe oh okay. Three. Okay. It's all the Saturday Night Live women,
0: like Maya and and, and also one of the Kristen. Pearl.
2: Ooh, I want to say some, uh, but like one of something the something Spivey. Yeah, there's one woman who's been a writer on the show for eternity. That is something Spivey. And yeah. she's uh, she's in it as well, and she mm. they really let her go to town. Which
0: yeah, because she mentioned her name because she was talking about they were talking about the Long Island girls or Long Island ladies that Maya and her would do. Yes, and she said, oh that that woman wrote a lot of the stuff, and so and she said you should have her on the, the show because she'd be real. Oh treat.
2: my gosh, and they and I'm sure they immediately went, oh shit, why have we not uh, <laughs> Paula Paula Powell.
0: Oh, okay, no, that's not the name that uh, she was talking, she had mentioned.
2: She was also on a show recently that was about a girl group that got back together now that they're older, and okay. she is definitely, she was the older one in the girl group at the time, and now yeah. she's quite a bit older. Okay, okay. Yeah, and they kind of play that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She's a Jerry Halliwell of the uh, the, the group.
2: Was Jerry Halliwell the oldest? Of she the was the oldest
0: of Spice Girls. She'd already had quite a bit of experience. She'd done some skin mags and stuff like that, uh, you know, just trying to find her way to fame. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. But I was reading an article about Spice Girls, and they are talking about the one one of the big reasons they broke up was that she and Mel B.,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Melanie Brown, were in a relationship for a long time. And when they oh, really? broke up, uh, it broke up, like, Jay Halliwell left left the Spice Girls work because Mel B. started going out with someone else and uh, and uh, without telling her, I guess, sort of cheated on her. Or did cheat on her, and then uh, Jerry Halliwell left the group. Oh, and that was that. Because really, although she wasn't like she's one of those people that weren't like the best singer, wasn't the best dancer or anything, but just had that sort of media, you know, new uh, understanding of uh of of how to like connect to people. And someone else, someone else was talking about them a little while ago, and they were saying what made them really interesting was they were your friend. They weren't singing about boys. Mm. There were some love songs and stuff like that, but a lot of the songs are about being friends with other, you know, being like girlfriends, yeah. friends, together were. And so that, that connected them to their audience in a way that's different than say how the Shangri-Las would have connected to their audience in the sixties Sure. and stuff like that, where they were more like a gang, like a gang of girls, but they would have been, you would have been against them. You would be fighting over the boy with those, with those girls. The Spice Girls didn't present themselves that way to their audience. They presented themselves as like this sort of inclusive uh thing that you're gonna be part of which i thought that was interesting because one direction kind of did that as well with their act they kind of created like this relationship with their fans that wasn't I well, mean obviously there was like you know love for the boys because it was girls loving boys and boys loving boys but there was also this sort of sense of friendship like an understanding between them that you know oh they love so and so louis loves um this he loves going to Nando's it's, you know Liam is clumsy and he's the, this kind of character and everyone had their you know and they had this connection to them that that they, they really kind of fed to their audience you know And I don't mean that in a, in a cynical way but I think in a way that that was and, and that that was also part of although the girls obviously discovered the horrible truth when they when they made the terrible mistake of seeing them here in Vancouver and then going down to Seattle to see them the next night and all the jokes were Transported to Seattle, and you know, everything that they heard in Vancouver was said to the audience in Seattle, and they're just like, This is a rip off. <laughs> what do you mean they're the best audience? We were the best audience last night in Vancouver.
2: That'd be funny if going to Seattle and just like, Boy, Vancouver was great. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, that would
0: have been awesome. Yeah, they would have got, got a cheer from two people in the audience.
2: Woo, Woo
0: We read your show last night. <laughs>
2: Don't listen to them. They're from Aldergrove. What? No, it's close to Vancouver, but it's not Vancouver.
0: What What happened? Actually, what's kind of funny, what this is, so it was announced that One, one Dimension, One Direction, we we're going to tour as I used to call them One Dimension when the girls were younger. So yeah. I thought that was hilarious. But anyway, um, it's One Direction, we're touring. Girls were very excited. We got to get tickets. We got to get tickets. So Mary's uh, you know, with my credit card in hand, phoning. She's got Ticketmaster going. It's not working out. So then she's like, well, we'll go to Seattle. We'll go to Seattle. So she, she gets Seattle, you know, and she buys tickets for the Seattle show. But no, Vancouver's working. So she gets tickets for <laughs> both shows. She bought tickets for Vancouver and Seattle.
2: Okay. With her own money with, or with your... With my own money. And then... Wow. Uh, okay. And then...
0: Uh, You're a nice dad. I am a nice dad. I'm a water off the, a duck's back dad. So then... Um, uh. What, but what was really great... I mean, it's, you know, it's a waste of my money, great, but anyway, it was great <laughs> because it was like a, a year, a year and a half they bought the tickets before they even got to town. Like, this show, you know, when the tour was announced and stuff, and then all the tickets were sold out, you know. And so by the time they came, Mary was kind of over it. Mary was one directioned out.
1: Yeah,
0: And she did go to the Vancouver show, and she enjoyed it. But she didn't want to go to the Seattle show. And so even... A, and her friend went to it. And I think we sold two of the tickets. She had about four tickets, and I think we sold two of the tickets to some other people. And so they went. They went to the show in Seattle. And Mary was not, not interested in going because so she was kind of over it. That's kind of funny. She did come with us, but she just hung out with Lisa and I. And we just did a little, you know. We went to a museum and some other stuff while we were in Seattle. And uh, even her friend went and uh, and had fun at the the show. I just thought it was kind of amusing. Mary was <laughs> over it by that point this just seems like so weird yeah like, TikTok, you have to, TikTok yeah you gotta base your life like how are you gonna feel about something a year and a half from now you know like Am I gonna love I'm still gonna be in love with Louie?
2: Yeah, I hope I like Mike Burbiglia by the time I see him in January. <laughs> I think he will. I think I'll be fine.
0: I think your I think your tastes are a little more set now. One it?
2: thing I'm happy about is that it's actually gonna be like a full show and not just uh, stand up. I was mm-hmm. happy going when it was just stand up. Yeah. But now it's his uh his new show, Please Stop the Ride. You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. which is uh hey, it's good. good stuff. Well that's good. Yeah. Though I think oh, the weird bit is because it's kind of autobiographical stuff, yeah. I feel like I haven't seen old man in the pool yet. Hey, have I missed a chunk of life that uh, <laughs> will I be able to catch up? Will I understand? How old's your daughter?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, actually, yeah. Because stuff's happening, like most people are mining their life from five years before. Like You have to have time to like let that kind of percolate down through your through your experiences or through your mind yep. before you can like really understand what you've been through, so... You have to come back to it from from that.
2: And you'll soon be into a time where your daughter's going, don't talk about me. And you're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Got to give you your privacy.
0: I was talking to someone today. Um, we had someone come. I uh, hadn't met him before. He's actually the owner of one of the companies that buy from us. But he came today to pick up a door. And we were talking. Uh, well, he was very complimentary to me. When he learned my name was David, he said, he goes, what is it? Well, how come they only give good-looking guys the name David? Uh-huh. He said that to uh, nice. to Kevin, one of the other guy I work with. And Kevin said, jeff why are you calling yourself david <laughs> which was a good, good joke but uh i said to that guy I said i'm assuming your name is david he goes yeah that's why that's why i made that comment i got to admit but it turns out he had and
2: then someone goes he did this joke in seattle
0: yesterday <laughs> he did this joke at the other garage door company uh he mentioned that his kids are 17 13 11 and 6 Ooh. years old which is a weird gap between
2: that's all the things i said
0: that's a weird gap between fucking (laughs) but yeah it's odd that uh but uh we were talking and he you know he said um i said well i said that's kind of great actually because you know you miss you miss an age when they're no longer that age you know like you miss them being babies you miss and he goes oh yeah i said you know i mean i never regretted them growing up like i loved every age they were even like when they're teenagers i love them so much, but you miss, you miss like the intimacy, you'll never have the intimacy of a of a baby, because that is the most closest you'll ever be to your child as a baby because you hold them all the time. They're so late, you can just carry them all over the place. You clean up their poo. That's something you won't do when they're a teenager. Or an adult, you'll never have that experience again. You you feed them, you know. There's just so much you do for them. You know, you dress them for bed, you bathe them, all these things you do for this little this little wonderful thing. And of course, when they start doing those things on their own, you're happy. You're like, oh, they're growing up and they're you know they're learning things. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I can't change them anymore. I can't change their diaper. I can't can't give them baths. Wow! so this this person has like stretched it out so brilliant yep he's got this 17 year old He's got this crabby 17 year old who doesn't talk and goes out at night and doesn't you know and then he's got you know a 13 year old who's just starting on that voyage and that's pretty exciting as well and you got 11 year old who's on the verge of that you yeah. know and then you got I'm a not, six-year-old not
2: quite there, yeah. yeah and then by and then by the time the six-year-old's getting like older yeah. uh then the the, the oldest one's going to be having kids now I got grandkids. We can, <laughs> we can work this uh, system out. Sure, you know. sure, sure. Well, there's now only four of
0: them. Like, I always. Yeah,
2: but now you're babysitting for your grandkids, and
0: when I see, um, when I see uh, a family of about ten people, I always joke, uh, "That's not a, that's not a family. That's a, that's those are employees." That's what you get when you have ten kids. You know, the the ones at the top they're looking after the ones in the bottom. Yeah, right? and they're all working on the farm or whatever together. Yeah, basically
2: you, know? <laughs> you go like, got a farm, huh?
0: Because if you don't, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Why do you need all these people? Yeah, what do you <laughs> what need all these? Do need? What do you need all these employees?
2: Right, and then you end, like you invite some of them in, tell them there's layoffs, and it's like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're gonna have to let the twins go. Yeah,
0: we have this. Uh, Avian flu, you know, our chickens are dead. Like, oh, we can't afford you guys anymore. We're going to have to let you go. Yeah,
2: well, no, we're giving you to a family up north. <laughs> You're going to run and play and, like, they're not going
0: to play. <laughs> they're in a better place. Where would your kids go? They're in a better place. Yep,
2: just let them off in the woods.
0: <laughs> That's right. How come I heard 10 shotgun blasts yesterday? From- oh, jeez
2: yep (laughs) there you go that's that's the too far
0: i'm happy that's the kind of joke sarah silverman's not doing it that's right i feel i i missed that part of part of her act i like that i like the too far that's why i'm such a hit at parties
2: i can't remember her
0: ever saying uh you know just like
2: complaining about audiences being too sensitive you would think like she would be one of those uh people because she was like a shock comic Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you're just like okay Oh, you know what? Nope, there was, there was uh, during the Guy Aoki period, I guess. The what's her period? The Guy Aoki period, where uh, it was the fella because she was do she used a racial slur on Conan O'Brien for a joke. Oh, okay. And then uh, he uh, went after her for that, and then they were on politically incorrect mm. together with him saying you can never say this, and and she was kind of arguing against it, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she was doing it then. And at the time, you went like, well, that guy's full of shit. And now you kind of go, that guy had a point. <laughs> and I'm sure she she would too. And then, you know, she's, she's changed. Bill Maher has not changed. And so on and so forth.
0: She's no longer politically incorrect. Now she's part of cancel culture. And that she was canceled.
2: <laughs> she, she was. She was not. Yeah. Oh, oh, Bill Maher. It's so weird thinking I went to one of his shows. And she was on it, now that I'm thinking about it. Holy cow, tying that all
0: together. <laughs> that's interesting. Huh. She, she's so good in uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. Oh, is she? I've got to watch that again. That not that she's era. not that she's necessarily hilarious in it or anything of like that. Because weirdly, one of my all-time favorite guests on that is um, Alec Baldwin, his first appearance. I thought he was really funny. So I'm always like, whenever I hear that he's like a jerk, I'm always like, oh, that's too bad. He's kind of funny on that. Episode of News and Cars, but uh, I think
2: he's fine with people who are rich and famous. Okay, I think he's fine with with uh, people that are of his status. Sure, sure. And I think like when he's with anyone else, yeah, uh, that's the time it's, that things we're too go slow for him a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess you worked hard. you worked hard to get there. I guess so. Might as well enjoy it. Sounds like he's really enjoying it. Uh, yeah,
2: always a smile on his face, spring <laughs> his step, little whistle.
0: <laughs> he seems so happy. Yeah. Um, But Sarah Silverman... Never a bad day. What she's great at is she's great at scolding in a very cute, pleasant way, Mm. particularly Jerry. Mm. So when he thinks one of his like stupid, all-encompassing, like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, sort of like giant... Uh, just you know what I mean, like just a yeah. comment that's supposed to like cover everything, you know. And just like, the, and she's like, no, Jerry, that's how it works. It's so good, like it's just so great. I just loved it because there's just so many people, other people, other people, in the show, kind of like. Sometimes I'll give them like a look, like oh okay, but they don't, they don't really question them, you know. They're just kind of like, well, I'm in Jerry's car or I'm drinking Jerry's coffee, so I probably should just listen to what she's he has to on, say. She's
2: uh, on this week's blocks.
0: Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, one of the that's different- one of the things I love about coming to do the show.
2: Is finding out because you always
0: on. you always have the best news about podcasts for me. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll have to listen on my way home. She,
2: yeah, she was mentioning uh, about something she was traveling around and and how she doesn't have a private plane like a Seinfeld or it was like someone else. Yeah, yeah. And like Chris Rock, I think that's that was it. Sure. And so it's like these people have uh, you know these these views on things. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, but you have private planes, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> and it's like when was the last time Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah you know, walked among the people yeah. and, you know, it's a like blanket statement. That's what I was trying to think of. The blanket word. statement. Blanket yeah. statement.
0: You know, when he makes one of his kind of pronouncements from on high on what, what things are, how they should be or how people should act or whatever. It's just so great that, yeah, you're right. She can, she is still like, you know, obviously she's has a bit more privilege than us, but she at least mm-hmm. seems to remember what life was like before she had that. Right. You know, she remembers like being a teenager in a crummy car that your parents, you know, let you get or that you, you know, whatever, you know, she can, Apply those experiences to the to her life now, and listen to Jerry Seinfeld make ridiculous uh, statements, and then to say, "No, that's, <laughs> that's not how it is, Jerry. What are you talking about? Yeah, and this is so great. You know, I just love it. I just like. I like. I like it best when comedians reveal themselves in that show, because some do and some don't. I
2: think she also uh, something she was talking about how you know she had all this power when she was younger. because yeah. she was uh, you know young and young and hot and and this mm. and like now she's. You know, fifty-two, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." You know, because I never—I always think like everyone gets kind of more powerful o- over time, and I'm like, "That is a certain power." Oh yeah. that, that d- diminishes oh, yeah. for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of work, and she's and talked whatnot. about. It.
0: Yeah, she said that before. Like she said, "I want to." She said, "I, I want to do movies while I'm young and good-looking." Mm-hmm. You know, because she's obviously saying it's going to dry up eventually. Like, you know, I'm going to have a time where I'm not going to get roles. Or I can be a character actress, eventually, you know, on the other side of this. Because she's now in that... Oh, sure, sure. She's sort of in that unpleasant middle she place. She could
2: be the thing that Dana Carvey isn't. She <laughs> yeah. could have the dramatic... And she yeah, has yeah. done that. Yeah, she's yeah. done some really, uh, you know, acty-schmackty uh, uh, sure. trauma roles. Sure. Uh, absolutely. That's you how they to call them.
0: That's, I love it when they call them the Oscars, the acty-schmackty awards. But... Yeah, and she but she's just at that wrong place right now for for lady lady, lady actors where you aren't young but you're not old. Mm. You're kind of in that middle place and they don't know what to do with that yet. Some can some can navigate it and some can't. It's just a you know.
2: One thing I really liked in and let's talk about other podcasts. That's a good podcast name. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about other podcasts. Sure. Uh, is, they brought up Jesus's magic And Hmm. and uh the fella oh Neil Brennan, Brennan? yeah. yeah. Uh was saying like he'd known her since they were both teenagers. Okay. And he was going, Yeah, it was interesting watching it and seeing all these jokes that I saw not work before (laughs) and she went, Yeah, when I did it I took all my best jokes and most of them, yeah, did not work for like decades, like oh. for so long, wow. and you hone them and make them work, yeah. and then you get to a point where like you can assemble all the best ones together and put them into a special, and then it looks like oh, it's so easy, <laughs> all these golden amazing jokes, and it's yeah. like no, no, you don't see the train go. wrecks along the way yeah, where yeah. these things just tanka 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 tanka. Yeah. I, you know I, I mean, my experience with that was like touring with Roman Danilo and we had this uh, show called uh, Titmouse, and once, yeah, once a month we do like a, a live show and you know some sketches worked and some sketches didn't but at least like one or two sketches worked quite well each show yeah. and then when we were doing the show with roman it was like do a 20 minute best of set fine here we go yeah and we just came out there and it was really like i could tell it was interesting for the other performers just going oh every one of these is killing <laughs> it's like yeah yeah that's how that works you do a whole bunch of stuff you eat it for a chunk of them, and then you go, that works, that works. Sure. Hone those a bit more, and then put those all together, and then you've got like a set, and everyone goes, oh, sketch looks easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't see that enormously long Pied Piper sketch, yeah. Yeah. you know, that, I, that we did. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I don't even remember the premise behind it, but I remember I liked no. it at the time, but yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, all right, oh. keep going, keep going. Yeah, and yeah. Luckily, I had performers that were committed to the bit
0: that was a fun that was a fun uh, format that show with the stand up and oh the... i know
2: what it was the 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 the, the concept was that uh, you know the pied piper was like give me your money you know because i got all the, uh, the rats and they're like oh we don't we don't want to give you the money it's like okay well i'm going to take your children oh no don't <laughs> don't take our horrible children yeah yeah we yeah. love that we love those children so much mm. you wouldn't dare take our children <laughs>
0: That probably I'm like, wait a minute. You you want me to take your children?
2: No, no, please don't take them. They're all... and then The kids would say something awful. No, don't drown them in the river. Please, whatever you do. I don't want that free time spent
0: with my wife. Got him. Yes. Yeah, that was a good. That was a fun show.
2: The version of the Pied Piper that you remember. What happens to the
0: kids? Uh, they go away with him. Like he dances off with them. They're okay though. They're okay though. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a drown in the river part? Stories. There like a, grim, of, a Is there a grim ending to the Grim Forest? Some dark kind of oh, okay. Dark yeah, endings.
2: There's one. The one I remember though was like kind of a mountain opens up and goes they go in with him and then you never oh, okay. see the kids get.
0: they come out the other side and they're all de- deformed shaped from oh, being inside uh, those tunnels. Oh, that freaking <laughs> manga fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you know, remember the, what's the guy's name now? I can't remember. Yeah,
2: you know what'd be good actually with that is like, uh, and then he just like turns them all into rats and like oh. there you go back Ooh. again.
0: And so he takes them to the next town and yeah. sets them runs, free in there.
2: Runs the scam.
0: <laughs> so they get run into. They all get led into the river to drown, and then the kids. Yeah. The next kids get taken away. Wow, that is that's dark too.
2: Yeah, the more fun version of that would be that uh, the rats are working for them. and like the rats all fake their their deaths in the river. Like, oh no, oh, we're rats. We can't swim. We're rats. We can swim. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, then over to the next town.
0: Nice. I approve. I don't actually approve. That's terrible. I'm a father. I can't abide things like that. No, I'm just, I can abide them. I have a sense, I have a thing called the sense of humor. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right. And so, you get rid of that? When people make jokes, I remove what they're saying from reality and I take it as like the fact that they had an amusing idea that they want to tell you. Okay. That's how I approach humor.
2: You know, uh, here's, here's, I don't know if I've I've mentioned this, but we mentioned the Ryan Stiles thing earlier. We did. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this about Ryan Stiles. I think Ryan Styles changed improv. Well, I'm going to tell okay. you. I'm going to tell you why, Dave. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because up until that point, improv uh, was kind of uh, acty schmackty and the people putting together improv were kind of from a theater background. Okay. And their whole thing was, don't tell jokes. Whatever you do, don't tell jokes. Okay. Just do character based, uh, you know, uh, extensions of you know the premise and uh, yes and and whatever. But if you stop the scene. To say a joke, yeah. you've, ruined the scene. you've ruined the scene, shame on you.
0: Okay, this would be Keith uh, Johnston's this would be Keith, this, this
2: would be Keith Johnston, this would be D- Del, Del Close, okay, yeah. this would be, yeah, other other people would do, uh, I mean, improv wasn't a, a new thing. Um, but that was, that was a Second City type thing, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. like stop in the middle of your improv and yeah, you wouldn't, really? like unless your whole thing was that you were a monologuist that would come yeah. out to tell jokes. Yeah your Your thing like with was so second, was
0: it but didn't didn't second city have like a comedy element to it where yeah, was, where was the comedy the, though
2: the comedy would they would do improv at the end, but it would be character based comedy okay, so you couldn't break out of something and comment on a thing oh, okay. if you had a joke yeah. like if something was a joke, you could black out the scene and that would be the end of it okay, but if you stopped it to like you know uh just step out of the scene or go this scene ain't going great <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> you're really going to wear that hat? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That was a bad thing to do. Uh-huh. Whereas I think like, uh, Ryan styles, uh, didn't come from a theater background. Like a lot of people in theater sports did. Yeah. Uh, he came from a stand-up background and so had this kind of jokey style. Yeah. And then, uh, he would tell jokes mm. and they would work. And mm. the other people around went, anyway, hey, well, this, this works. <laughs> and then the same thing with like yeah. Colin, Colin, you know, uh, would be a very good character actor and very and very committed to bits but wouldn't be opposed to joking around as well and so the vancouver style started to be like oh yeah you could step out you could joke mm-hmm. you had a little bit more flexibility and that became the who's line style yeah uh and that definitely i think came from ryan styles and okay I think so he changed you know uh improv and he doesn't get enough did credit didn't necessarily for that. change
0: improv but he added an, a branch to it
2: well, I mean, what's art but adding a branch? to Yeah, things, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Every type of music is but adding just a branch like, to an old. You type can of still music.
0: have like serious, you know, scene scene sure. based or character based improv, but also we now have this extra element of the sort of fun theater sports idea of of the you know the humor being a big part of the the scene mm-hmm. and stuff. And the reason you do a blackout is because it's not going to get any better. Just stop it! Stop it here. And let's not drag it out any longer.
2: <laughs> that was a weird thing. Whenever, yeah, when I when I do like a Second City type show and I do the improv set at the end, yeah, how often you know you do you do something, you get a laugh, and then immediately blacks out. And you're Okay, like, there's more to it than that. Uh, <laughs>
0: we can go to the second level. Nope. All right, call it the lighting. The lighting technician <laughs> makes the choices. Yeah,
2: that's is it. Is it,
0: is it. That's kind of weird, actually. The lighting, lighting technician is allowed to make editorial choices.
2: Yeah. They're they're you know part of part of it. I guess so. You know when I was doing theater sports, definitely the lighting and especially the sound person were were improvisers in their in their own right. Yeah, and, yeah. You know knew as much as we did, and mm. so
0: there we go. So you trusted their their blackouts
2: generally <laughs> up until a certain point.
0: <laughs> How do you mean up until a certain point?
2: Uh, things got a little things got a little shaky like later oh, okay. in the later years okay. for me. So okay. and then yeah, then I was like ah. Okay.
0: You didn't, okay. you didn't like it so much. You felt like they were imp- I to go impeding in a, Impeding. I the... wanted
2: to go in a bit of a different direction sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they'd like, you know, go in another way. And <laughs> yeah, we disagreed. And then artistic. I left the company and I went and did other things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine, as as it should be.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, you have stated that you don't think people should stay forever with a company. So. No, I don't. You got to make room. Yeah. So you, the, want, you want to go back.
2: Unless, you know, you're in a, you're in a band or something. And like, I don't think. Members of the Beatles should have left so new Beatles could come in, <laughs> you know. But yeah, yeah,
0: uh, that's different. A band is different than, than but something like Second Company.
2: City or Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good thing. They um, have
0: been improved by 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 whereas new, new something Blood, like
2: yeah. uh, you got The Simpsons. You know, mm-hmm. I always look at The Simpsons as yeah. Saturday Night Live. If like the original uh, cast never left, <laughs> never left,
0: and the, ne- the original writers never left,
2: and the original was, some was, of them it was never still the, left,
0: still the same. Coke note. People, Michael O'Donoghue and whatnot, still writing. But
2: especially after they'd left to do other shows that didn't succeed, and then came back. Okay. So if they went off to do their The Critic, and yeah. then they came back.
0: Okay. Yeah. Talk, talking to you, Elgin.
2: Well, wow, you really got to like. <laughs> you really got to put a pin in it there, and put well, a point, a fine point on it. Yeah. I guess So. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting experiment for sure.
0: I, like I said, I have no problem with going too far. Um,
2: it is weird watching the new shows now. Yeah, and I, again, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not I'm very not into saying things now aren't as good as they were back in the day, especially mm-hmm. with stuff like Saturday Night Live. Why do you want or, to tell the truth? You know, well, it's because there's more to it. Because <laughs> that, because the truth would be, uh, you would say that anyway. You mm-hmm. would say that anyway, because like everyone feels that way yeah, about yeah, yeah, new stuff. But I think just uh, I, I think there's an element to and people when they talk about The Simpsons now, uh, hey, they were talking Simpsons. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it you know why because right. one of the hosts is in japan now so, we, hosts, so yeah. they can't yeah. hear us there yeah, one of them is. um it's a good podcast you should listen to, to yeah. talking simpsons but when whenever people talk about the show they usually talk about either the voices yeah. being a little bit like older now yeah. and not sounding quite right yeah uh or the writing but i think they don't talk about the animation that much oh, okay and i think the animation is so stiff uh, and puppet like now yeah. it, it it looks like you know it does it looks like puppets it looks like you know, when I used to work on CG animation, you could only do certain things and have the heads move in certain ways. Whereas if you look at, like, old-timey Simpsons, it was so loosey-goosey yeah, and flexible. Yeah. And there's a lot more heart and weirdness to it. And it's they don't have weirded, that anymore. Yeah. Okay. They, have, they have less control. Yeah. It's, 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 I love
0: it's, the old squiggly lines of the, the original, the original sure, season sure. of Simpsons. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, like, seasons four or five, whatever, a lot of weird twists and turns and weird faces. Yeah and and to express emotions to a greater extent where you can't really get that now you can't get the comedic exaggerations of the face you can't get the weird physical things everything's stiff uh and i guess I this is all
0: cgi now is it it's
2: yeah i guess so yeah i mean it, i know it's digi- made, digitally it's
0: digital it's like digital to to yeah. animation yeah yeah so
2: there are there are definite limitations on you i mean it looks pretty Slicker, mm-hmm. but it also looks more hollow. Yeah, and yeah. and because it looks more real, and uh, you you lose something. You let you lose the emotional connection with it that you have when it's like it's kind of sloppier. Yeah, yeah, all over the place. That's yeah,
0: too bad. That's interesting. Yeah, because like South Park is digital now, mm-hmm. but they took the they took the obvious trouble of like making it look like it was still pieces of paper. So there's still like the shadow of of the one piece of paper on top of the other bits of paper. In the computer animated South Park, so it still has that look of the original rough show, you know. And they haven't they haven't smoothed it out and made everyone look more real or given it a three dimensional element or anything like that. It's still, you know, which is smart because you Mm -hmm. don't need that. You don't need to be more real looking.
2: You get a brief uh, bit of it in the Simpsons movie when Homer's high in like I think like a lodge. And he's going through like a fantasy sequence. Okay. And then you're kind of getting back to the old type of animation, but it's because it's so surreal. Uh, but yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, this, I missed this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a stiffness to it. Everyone's, a, everyone's, everyone's physically stiff. And so you can't like lose yourself into the, into the comedy and kind of slide into it. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as organic. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the writing. Is uh they've they've stopped making it like um like if you watch old Timey Simpsons, you can take like thirty second to minute bits out and they play like a sketch. And it's just like it's got its so and it's got layers to the jokes, and this joke is paying off at the same time another joke is being set up mm. and now it's you know, here's they had a joke on this week's show where Marge was like outside of a house that was being constructed and she said uh, you know, And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And then you know she walks, and then like bricks fall. It's just like son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, (laughs) what the fuck is that? Yeah, where's the comedy there?
2: Yeah, like you really you can't just set up the obvious joke and then do the obvious joke. You gotta like you know. Her like looking around like something maybe something's gonna happen. Oh no, nothing happened. Walk off, and then you reveal that another guy over here got hit by these bricks, <laughs> and just like these were sure. supposed to go over That's there, fine. or, it's like or Homer's
0: under a pile of bricks or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah,
2: you know you can sort of you can sort of do that, mm-hmm. or or some coming up. We don't say that here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just trying to set up. It, it, we don't do setups here. <laughs> something, but no, because everything's now too realistic. But then obvious, and then the thing you set up is the thing you pay off. The end. And, oh, they also had another thing on this week's show that just bugged the fuck out of me. Okay. So, they had like a plot with uh, Lisa and, uh, and Milhouse, and so they're going off doing their fucking plot. Yeah. And then the, the plot for this, this episode was uh, that they have neighbors move in, and they're uh, Lamborghini dealers, and uh, Homer likes the Lamborghini, And but, but the thing is, they're actually, they want to do renovations on the house. Okay. Okay, so that's the whole thing. It's like, they're doing renovations next door, and they're loud, and they're kind of blocking out their... Their view a bit. like, eh, okay, that's not that big a thing. It's weird. That sounds <laughs> yeah, like only- a problem that you Los Angeles people have.
0: Yeah, it's only like gonna last for a few months. It's not like it's like a an eternal uh, host hoax- river. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can then
2: go, and now you will have to probably move because the property values are going to go up or other shit, and you're going to yeah. be like pushed out. Maybe, but yeah. it was just more. No, they're annoyed by the noise. Mm. Like annoyed by the noise.
0: Yeah. Homer's character The noisiest family Yeah, Homer's industry.
2: character is like he's the, you know, he'd be like shooting off guns in the backyard. <laughs> like what are you talking about? Annoyed by the noise. Like that's he's the Flanders you've you've made him this. Yeah, yeah. So so the whole thing is like what are you going to do? What are you going to mm, do? What are you going to do? Yeah. And in the last 5 minutes, uh Lisa and Milhouse come in and go, "We found out that, you know, the the they're by legally, you know, this property is something 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 and they're not allowed to have that." Like, okay, and that was the solution. was like, well, they didn't do anything to solve their own fucking problem. And the characters who were in a separate plot just happened in their spare time where we weren't watching. Solved the problem, came in, and like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, okay. Well, what the fuck? What the hell? (laughs) Like, even by the rules of, you know, sitcoms, you've got to solve your own fucking problem. Ideally, in a funny way double ideally in a Simpsony way that's <laughs> unique to you but no it was just yeah yeah that was solve the problem well there, there you go then I guess that's fine roll credits we're done <laughs> ah uh, frustrating
0: yeah I more uh, jokes please I will admit I watched the animated short that was on Disney plus about the baby Maggie is Maggie the baby yeah which which, which one was that I don't it was something then a uh, like a play the I think it was a play 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 area in a park. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The first one, I think, when Simpsons first moved to
2: the first one was and it uh, was at the Ayn Rand uh, uh, Tots Center, and okay. the second one was the one you're talking okay, about, okay, okay, where she falls for a guy with a bow tie. I think, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. There's been many more since <laughs> that have just been tie-ins to Disney products. Oh, really? Yeah. There's one with Loki. There's one where uh, like the Bart gets it's welcome to the family basically and you know bart meets the villains and other shit happens and i think lisa becomes a princess or some some stuff anyway how what'd you think of the thing you saw what was the thing i saw oh you said you saw maggie's thing in the park oh
0: the uh it was was terrible
2: it was terrible. Yeah. Okay, it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't disagree. Uh, I, by the way, I, I looked at um that uh, short that you were talking about, the reluctant dragon one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty cool.
0: Did you watch like the whole thing with yeah. Robert Benchley and stuff like that? Yeah, I
2: watched the whole. thing. Yeah, that's
0: great, isn't it? And then I was
2: like, I wonder if Benchley's in any way related to Jaws. Uh, guy. Yeah, that's his grandson. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, Peter Benchley is his grandson. Yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah, he had he had a you know he was a New Yorker writer. Yep. Uh, and then he um, Quality Magazine. Good cartoons. Good cartoons in the magazine. Yeah, very famous for his cartoons. If you were a person who, a cartoonist who got your cartoons in New Yorker, that would be a feather in your cap. Right. But uh, he... Did you want any of these feathers? <laughs> Do you have there you go. Cap? You can put them in your cap. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, he, you know, he started off writing for like, you know, just typical of that time period. There were other There were other magazines that were like humor magazines. There was Judge Magazine and one called Life Magazine, which wasn't the later Life Magazine, but a humor magazine called life which he because he wrote for like he went to like a fancy university or college in the states then he, he wrote for the humor magazine there and so then he started doing it in new york
2: the conceit was he was recognizable to everybody who was at the disney lot
0: that's the thing because then he um he was part of the algonquin Table. yes but then later on what the new yorker they did like a broadway show like a lot of people there were like well we're funny let's put on a broadway show so they like wrote a bunch of sketches and they oh wow and he did a he did one called the treasurer's report which was like this very nervous person trying to read this report to a, a unseen group of people at the masonic lodge or whatever and it was very popular and 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 he got attention from hollywood and so they brought him to hollywood and he started doing these little shorts like how to sleep or how to sleep by now how to sure. you know what you know sort of these sort of things like that and then he's also started acting in movies as well like he's in uh the hitchcock film foreign correspondent with Joel, Joel McRae. He plays a oh, never reporter. Seen that one. Oh, it's a very good film. Very okay. good film. I think I just bought it on DVD at, from Value Village a little while ago because I like it so much. And uh, yeah, so, so that, you know, so he was, he was you know, kind of well known at that time as a humorist, you know, a radio personality. He wrote, he wrote forever. He wrote a humorous humor column for the newspapers. And then also he did those little movie shorts and he was in movies and stuff. And yeah, he's quite, I think he's quite funny in that film uh did you notice that that young guy's uh uniform
2: oh they looked like nazi yeah it did
0: didn't it yeah very weird <laughs> it's weird it's weird you're kind of like this is a 1941 what's yeah, going on I think here
2: the kid actually went on to do like a bunch of stuff afterwards yeah yeah uh i don't it, think it's his fault i don't he didn't
0: and i really his like his the costume. the
2: moment where it turns from black and white to Technicolor. yes yes like really looks gorgeous yeah 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 very 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 nice yeah uh <laughs> here's my question
0: I like the maquettes when, they're, when they make the one of his face, you know, with his like, yeah. the caricature of him. That's really good. That was
2: really great, and I, yeah. and I like the whatever baby, uh, the the baby cartoon. They take you through the story. Sure, board, yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah. That's great too. One of the actors in there is Ellen Ladd. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Who, who go on to you know play Shane and and whatnot. Yeah. And
2: what's the reason that they had to change the name of Green
0: Lantern? Oh, is it Alan Ladd? The original
2: name for Green Lantern uh, was Alan Ladd, because okay. Aladdin and the Lamp. Oh, I see. I that see. That was the pun, ah, and okay. they went, "Oh fuck!" There's a. There's is it, a is they it didn't a say, alert? "Oh fuck," but they said, uh, oh, <laughs> "Oh gee willikers!" Oh, me, oh my!
0: <laughs> yeah, and they had to
2: change to Alan. I think Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I didn't get. Okay. Okay. So the the idea behind it is, yeah. Uh, you know, is that his wife that uh, is is reading the the reluctant dragon off the top by the pool? Yes. Okay. So she's like, you got to take this to Disney and yeah. sell it to him. Yeah, and like, okay. And then for some reason, he's not into that, and he's wandering around cool. and he's trying to avoid Disney. I didn't get why he was trying to avoid Walt Disney. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, like, what's his problem with selling uh, his book to Disney? I don't think it's his book though. Yeah, it is. Is he's it? He's selling story? the rights to Disney. Yeah, for like okay. his book. Hmm. I, why else would he be selling the rights? Oh yeah, I don't
0: know. That's the part I didn't understand. Yeah, well like, then it double his, plus on was it his not, book. Was it his book? Yeah, double plus not understanding.
2: <laughs> so when he finally shows up to Disney, yeah, it's like, well, we're screening a movie right now. Uh, you just hold on, let's watch it. And then they watch the movie. Yeah. And you know, f- first of all, he like he hands him. I got this story, of The Reluctant Dragon. Oh, okay, well we're watching a movie right now, so let's watch the movie.
0: And the movie is The Reluctant Dragon. <laughs>
2: and at the end of it, his wife's going, Well, you should have gotten there sooner. Like. Well, wait a minute.
0: Maybe his story was different.
2: It's a separate story about a reluctant <laughs> dragon? I don't know. I don't no. Know. Does the ending make a lick of fucking sense? No, I
0: don't think so. Because she's scolding him fun. like, you yeah.
2: took too long. Yeah. Well, no, he it's, didn't. It's they made silly. a movie and we've established how long it takes to make a movie. So this yeah. movie has been made for like at least two months beforehand. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if like, if it is, if he does have the rights to it, then it's fine, but he's like all mad, and it ends with him just like doing a Donald Duck voice at her, and it's like, <laughs> what's this ending mean? It's completely confusing. But I just wondered if
0: you understood it. I did not understand it. I think I, it's been a while since I watched. Okay, it, if anyone has watched this, months.
2: it's the Reluctant Dragon, yeah, and uh, and it's on Disney Plus. It's worth watching. It's interesting. Yeah. Tell us if you get the ending. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. It still makes no sense to me. Mm. Uh, no one else is discussing <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh,
0: people want to know. People want to know. I, I, I don't get it, but it's, it's worthwhile watching. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, the, the studio stuff's fascinating. Like seeing the multiplane camera is amazing. I love the, the sound. The goofy e- short is good. The goofy shirt is good. I love the sound effect sequence so much. Um, did, uh,
2: did Lisa watch it and did she like the horse that, stuff? Do you think Lisa? Well, maybe she did
0: watch it with me. There's some good minute. horse
2: jokes in it. <laughs> the one about the internal organs while you're riding a horse made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I'm just going to go to the letter. Yeah, let's go to letters. Uh, but let me ask I you think this. I think we've run out of things to talk about. The first letter is from you. Is it? So did you want to discuss your letter and what you said? Oh, sure. Okay. Would you like me to hand this to you? Okay, paper? sure. Okay, there you go.
0: Thank you. This is from me because we were talking on the show about. The two James Bonds, the fictional James Bond right. and the actual James Bond, who wrote a book uh, called Wild, Birds of the West Indies. Okay. And he was an American uh, ornithologist. Is that a person who studies birds? Sure. And so we were wondering, you were wondering, and I was surmising and making guesses left and right um, about whether or not he knew he was his, his name had been purloined for the books and whether he... Approved. Approved, yes. So according to Wikipedia... Uh, Fleming wrote to the real, this is from Wikipedia, Fleming wrote to the real Bond's wife. It struck me that this brief, unromantic Anglo-Saxon and yet very masculine name was just what I needed. (laughs) And so a second James Bond was born. He did not contact the real James Bond about using his name in the books. And Bond did not learn of Fleming's character until the early 1960s when Fleming's James Bond uh, books became popular in the U.S., in 1964, during Fleming's annual winter stay at Golden Eye in Jamaica, I kept saying he was living in Bermuda, but this book, this uh, Wikipedia entry, which may not be right, says he was in Jamaica. No, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure it's Bermuda, correct. Jamaica. I'm sure the it's well. Correct.
2: Want to take you? <laughs> uh,
0: Wait, no, I got
2: that wrong. Sorry, all right. <laughs> <Sorry.
0: laughs> Continue. James Bocomo and his wife visited Fleming unexpectedly. In his novel Doctor No, Fleming referenced Bond's work by basing a large ornithological sanctuary. <laughs> on Dr. No's Island in the Bahamas. In 1964, Fleming gave Bond a first edition copy of You Only Live Twice, signed to the real James Bond from the thief of his his identity. And then there's another paragraph that said, James Bond's wife told Fleming that her husband saw the use of his name for the character as a good joke, to which Fleming replied, I can only offer your James Bond unlimited use of the name ian fleming (laughs) perhaps one day he will discover some particularly horrible species of bird which he would like to christen in an insulting (laughs) fashion so and i just said so there you have it james bond was aware that he was the source of fleming's famous character's name and was rather pleased by it nice all right so yeah i just uh often we pose these questions and don't don't have an answer for them so i well I was listening well, to the show, thank you for I was, writing in. It's a, no problem. I was I was inspired to uh, make that correction.
2: So our uh, questions last week were: uh, Have you ever been scammed? And if Star Wars is the number one film uh, that has saturated pop media culture, what's the number two? Mm. Uh, and our friend Louise writes, and we're always glad that she does. Louise, uh, I'm going to broaden your question. How dare you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to broaden your question from film to film franchise. Oh. Since Star Trek started off on TV, I'd currently have to put uh, the Marvel movies in the number two position. Okay. For recognizable characters and merch sales and kids showing up at her door in Halloween costumes. Mm. That sounds fair. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter was up there for a while, but the franchise has stumbled a bit of late. Um, mm. It was fun to hear you argue uh, <laughs> about the degree of impact Star Wars had on uh, the general public. And uh, when and for how long? Like Dave, I felt Star Wars wane from mainstream pop culture for a while. After Return of the Jedi, yes, it had a loyal fandom. But, for instance, when Spaceballs came out four years later in 1987, my feeling was that it was a little late for a spoof. If uh, Grandpa Mel had finally heard of it, it was no longer the latest thing. Huh. There we go. I want to just see something really fast on that. And see when Clerks came out. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I have an email. Okay. Oh, the clerks know. came out in 94. Uh, 94. And that's when they had their discussion about the Death Star on sure, there. Sure, sure. And I think that, you know, it, I mean, it, that wasn't a broad
0: popular culture
2: thing. No, But, but I, on a deep nerd level, that's yeah, when those discussions and that's, got product. That's kind
0: of what I was, was getting at was the... The difference between popular culture and like the deep nerd level. And that's a good example of of that that discussion is a good example of that kind of nerdiness mm-hmm. of something that two guys could talk about so excitedly that would be completely repulsive to most other people who happen to be in the vicinity. And yes, when you know, especially now that Disney owns the the brand of Star Wars, now of course it's we're being inundated by by Star Wars things because Disney is about inundating you with its with its with its properties. And, but I think it was different in that time. And I feel like for people who like Star Wars, you kind of stuck with it because you loved it, you know, and, and against the tide of general opinion of indifference even, right? Same with Star Trek. And and, it's, I'm not, and I'm not against Star Wars. Obviously, I love Star Wars. I'm less loving of Star Trek. But, but I'm just trying to like figure out, because I agree with you, Avatar is weirdly popular and yet invisible to our culture in this kind of way that, and I mean to nerd culture too, which is part of what I, what I mean by our culture. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we're part of this culture which celebrates these little, these kind of weird little things that whether it's from our childhood or, or, or whenever, uh, you know, we love famous monsters, we love Star Wars, we love Star Trek, we love these sort of things that were kind of off the beaten track that other people didn't really care about. We glommed onto them and cared about them very deeply. And yet, Avatar is just not is not that thing. And whether it's just like, it's so popular, you know, when it when it came out, it was just like a huge movie and sold, you know, in the kajillions. And it also, was three D, so it was kind of kind of sure. kind of unpleasant in that way. Uh, we just kind of feel about it like, eh, everyone likes it. What's the point of like grabbing this thing and and loving it dearly because you're you're not you know, it, it's not it's not something you're protecting from indifference. It's already like super popular. You know when people like nurtured Star Wars through the late '80s, '90s, is because they loved it. You know, and it wasn't readily available in, you know, for a long time. Yes, laserdisc came out, but laserdisc. You know, so it you know it wasn't it. It took a while for these things to kind of pick up steam again into the 2000s. And for whatever reason, Spider-Man, whatever reason, there's been this sort of slow snowballing effect of of what was once nerd culture becoming pop culture, becoming yeah. sort of general culture. You know, and and now, you know, there's no, there's no reason for someone to, like, nurture Marvel, you know, to love Marvel the way they would have loved Marvel's, Marvel comics in the 70s and 80s and the 90s. Now, because everyone knows those characters, there's no, there's no reason to, like, you share that love with everyone. Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Everyone knows who Thor is. Yeah. You know, there's, no, there's a few deep corners that you can, you can live in if you want. But most, most, most of it's out there now for everyone to, to, to dig. If they want to and so i don't know i don't know what people are going to love now what kids are what you're going to choose what people and the computers or video games and stuff like that and computers have made this stuff way more above ground than it was too sure you know so i mean there's always going to be things that you can love And, uh, and and maybe um and maybe louise is right maybe harry potter is fading a little bit culturally and if that's the case, there's going to be a hardcore Harry Potter fan base. going oh, absolutely! Gonna, it's going to nurse that t- to the next revival, yep. you know. And and they'll love it in a way that no one will understand, you know. And we'll be like, but J.K. Rowling doesn't like trans people, and they'll be like, I love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is my thing, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna stand Harry Potter all the end people of time. People
2: with bad take. I mean, I know. <laughs> have you met Walt Disney? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, God, yeah. Have you Have you seen that outfit the kid wears? <laughs>
0: So true. When I saw that, I was just like, this is a weird choice, but okay, guys. Um guess who wrote. Laurel wrote.
2: Oh, that's lovely. I would like to hear what uh they have to
0: say. Laurel says, checking in. Oh good. She says, Hello, David, and hello Ian, and hello, sneaker people. First, just in case you worry about it, and I'm pretty sure David will, just because people aren't answering questions, doesn't mean we are not listening and grooving on Sneaky Dragon. <laughs> You are correct, though, Laurel. I do I do worry about that. That's constantly the thing. I wrote to a friend the other day, because I was going to go over on Saturday, and I said, would you be grossly offended if I dropped in on Saturday? And their response was, grossly. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I'm paralyzed with fear. I'm like, does that mean they don't want me to come over? Because I was just joking, but okay. <laughs> oh. Now I don't know what to do. I'm kind of I lost. I'm kind of like, well, maybe I won't go by. I just won't drop in. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. Um, remember that please... Sorry, sorry. I thought that was part of a whole sentence. I interrupted you to say, she (laughs) says, remember that, please. And I will try to remember that, Laurel. Sometimes other life stuff just gets in the way. In answer to question one this week, I have not been so unfortunate as to have been scammed. However, I have a very good friend who, when grieving after her husband died, was so vulnerable to an online scammer's interest and supposed affection for her She was coerced somehow into giving him all her credit card numbers and other important life information. She ended up nearly $90,000 in arrears. This was unbelievable to all of us who have known her a long time. She is well-educated and seemingly practical in all regards. Still, she fell victim. Her sister was able to help her keep up mortgage payments so she wouldn't lose her house. And gradually, an attorney helped her get out from under much of the ghastly debt but it has been an arduous journey for my friend and she has been extremely humiliated by it all while we have all have, sorry while we have all tried to help her through as best we can also my mother too was victimized by a group of handymen after my stepdad died they had to have been keenly eyeing obituaries for widows with all family living out of town. They showed up at her house one day, claiming to want to help her get her older home fixed up. They kept her strung along with sob stories and, in the guise of being of assistance to her, basically robbed her of thousands of dollars before my aunt and her husband visited Mum and ordered these fools off the property for good, seeing that they had not done any of the work well or correctly. It was awful. two sad stories, but good ones for people to learn from. Hey. I've got to head into work. Yikes. I'm going to be late, but just wanted to check in with you all. Take care. I just have to say that cause she has three uh, exclamation marks after that. Wow. From Laurel. Thank you, Laurel, so much. Yes, my mum also, I mean, I've joked about being, uh, being uh, or someone attempting to take me in with the whole CRA, or that's the name of the tax agency yeah. in Canada, uh, the scam where they uh, they pretend a policeman is calling you and that a warrant has been issued in your name for tax fraud. Yeah, And my mum fell for it. My mum went to the bank. She went to take out all this money from the bank. And luckily the teller said to her, think about what you're doing. Thank God for that teller, like someone there to, to, yeah. to stop her in the midst of this ridiculous thing. Think about what you're doing. And uh, sometimes we have to say that to ourselves <laughs> in our lives, At any time in our lives, not just because we're being scammed, but any time in your life, just sometimes stop and just think, think about what I'm doing. What am I doing right now? Mm-hmm. Because uh, sometimes we do do ridiculous things for reasons that aren't aren't clear, and that kind of fear based reaction is a time to think. You know, like how does how does the tax system work in your country? Do they really issue warrants for your arrest without informing you? They do not. They is do there not. debtor's
2: prison? Is there debtor's prison
0: in Canada? There is debtor's prison in Canada, but that there is you have to work at the CBC. Yeah, you have to work it off. <laughs> Joking. okay <laughs> just so you look like no, no i was, was worrisome joking. all right <laughs> don't like that there is no debtor's prison anymore that is a ridiculous system the idea that you should be locked away and then pay off your debts yeah sounds good uh
2: i got a question for sure. uh, this week uh since it is coming up on halloween if you if you are in a land that celebrates halloween mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna give two questions because you know sometimes there's not halloween okay but if you are in a land that celebrates Halloween. Uh, uh, I hope you know. Let us know after you've like had Halloween. What was the best costume you saw? Okay. Yeah. You know, what kid uh, dressed uh, the best? Don't have to be a kid. Could be an adult. Sure. But yeah. What was the best costume you saw this year? Okay. Oh, I thought you said you had two. Oh, I have two. Uh, my <laughs> other one would be uh, because I'm wearing my my CBC shirt. Yes. Uh, do you have any clothing celebrating the past? And if mm. so, you know, something uh, yeah. like a retro, like an old band yeah, that yeah. you like, or something. Sure, I have a spark shirt. Oh, because of the. Uh, the band
0: sparks no no the, the tv they the book the book sparks i'm not familiar <laughs> well just so people know ian and i and our friend nina we worked on a book together called sparks we wrote. Brought... ian wrote three of them nina drew three of them and i colored three of them they're all out there and available if you, you to could buy just say they're three books that makes sense. <laughs> save a lot of time <laughs> no i, don't I prefer... want to be your editor i prefer to i prefer to uh, to dramatize everyone so we're just going to use those two questions right
2: yeah i think so i, I have that's a question right. for next
0: week then that's fine yeah, I'll put it. And off.
2: we might do a mini uh, Sparks tour to one school. Uh, we will shortly. do it. We have yeah. said we will, so we better do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I can't confirm that because uh, Nina is right now in Japan. That's true. So Nina's in Japan, I can't. But, uh, but
0: Nina also to agreed to it. So there we go. So, but when uh, she comes back, we'll get this settled. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, how do you answer these fabulous questions, everyone? And how do you solve a problem, like Maria? And don't forget on Halloween, take a moment. To wish my wife a happy because that is Lisa's birthday on yeah. Halloween. Host of the uh, Horse Mysteries podcast, which will be returning in a couple of weeks when Lisa comes back from Australia with spooky <laughs> stories. <laughs> from Australia, we will we will re we'll start season four of Horse Mysteries. And how do you listen to Horse Mysteries? Well, you go to sneakydragon.com and you'll find it there along with many other of our podcasts. As someone as a one of a young guy who's working with us now who when he discovered that I had podcasts, he looked up the website and he said, you have a lot of shows on there. <laughs> so yes, we do have a lot of shows in there and they're all on say the website. you've got a lot of nerve. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of nerve, Dedrick. Uh, so you can go there to sneakydragon.com and you know what? There's space there for you to write your thoughts, feelings, and hopes under each episode. Or you can write us an email like Laurel does. Be like Laurel. Write us an email. Everyone, be like Laurel. D sneakyd at SneakyDragon.com. We are on Facebook at SneakyDragon. We are on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Sneaky underscore Dragon. And we are on Patreon. So, everyone, thank you for being with us. Oh, you're pointing to me. I thought you had something to say. <laughs> no, I was just
2: saying. Hang <laughs> loose, everybody. Happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy birthday to my wife as well.
2: Bye. Happy birthday, Whee! Oh, oh,